do you guys find it at all coincidental that all this drama is happening right around the start of their brand new show on Hulu? I didn't even think about that. Mm. Wait, are you telling me they create controversy just to get ratings? I'm just wondering because like right now, like we're looking at it as this like huge thing where like Kim's being bullied and she's the victim and it's all, all this other stuff. And it's like, well, when do you when do you start living your life online only? And then when do you stop? Because like I think they were pretty much okay with Lamar Odom going through his troubles. I think they gave him for the crack. everybody. Say again. I think they gave him the crack. That yeah, that's a that's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> they might have gone that far. Is it a smoking take? Uh, maybe smoking hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just like, how bad should we feel? I don't. Yeah, I don't. This is the deal you made. And, you signed up for this. You not, created this. And not only how bad should we feel is like, do they want this? I think. At the very least, Chris wants it. What's the mom's name, Chris? Yeah, yeah. She wants it. Yeah. She's down for all of it. Yeah. I think she loves it. Kim might feel some kind of way, but she's not going to go against her mom. Yeah. And I think you. this is the beast you created, and now you have to deal with the consequences sometimes of your actions. Yeah. And that's just what's happening. Yeah. You, both of them. I feel that way about both of them. Kim, you married Kanye. Did you, did you expect him to not spaz out sometimes? Mm -hmm. And Kanye, you married Kim and had kids with Kim. Did you expect her to not put her daughter's life online? Mm. That's the whole model. That's how you got to know her. Mm. What did you think was going to happen? Right. Neither one of you guys thought this through, and you both seem flabbergasted that it's happening. Yeah. I wonder if they're both in on it. I hope so. I wonder if they're sake. all in on it. I don't know what Kanye necessarily has to gain. I mean... He wants to. He wants attention. Yeah, I guess you're right. For him, it's never been negative and positive attention. It's yeah, all it's just, just been yeah. He put on a MAGA hat. I mean, he'll definitely fight for his kids. And then, yeah, that and, is, then, right? like, and that is why him and Kim kind yeah. of are a match made in heaven. Because for both of them, all attention is good. Yeah, there's no negative. There's no positive. It's all good. Yeah. We win in all of it. So yeah. maybe you're right. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not familiar enough with like how deeply involved in, in his kids' lives he is. And because you hear all these rumors. Like I hear some rumors like he's at all these games and everything like that, and he's like really part of it. And then I hear other rumors like he was just living in Montana or Wyoming, wherever the fuck he was. Yeah. And so I'm not I don't know how intimate his involvement is. And I don't know if this is like a ploy to get public sympathy or he's truly trying to have his kids, you know, come to his events, etc. I, I don't know what to think. But we're talking about it. And, and maybe this is what they want. And maybe they've all managed to make a lot of money off of us talking about their lives and not just us, but like the world, you mm. know, it's, it's impressive. There's a war going on and we're talking about the real war. Kim yeah. and yeah. Kim yeah. And the custody like, war. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. That's, I and mean, the, that's the pretty... new trailer for their show just dropped today. I saw that. Yeah. And like features all the characters. And yeah. It's basically like, I mean, this is what I guess reality TV is. It's like this hybridized, like social media plus like contemporary media mashup. Yeah. Probably like, hybridized scripted plus unscripted. Yeah, exactly. But like it doesn't only exist on like TV. Like it has to exist in the real world, which is social media. Yeah. Which if it, you like, I think we're going to realize like all of this shit is the way when people found out the like, what was that one reality show that people found out was fake? I mean, they're all kind of fake, but I think like The Hills or something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like the whole ending, time it was like real, yeah. the whole thing came off and everyone's like, oh, wait, we thought it was real. I wonder if that's going to be like this era of social media. Yeah. And I wonder if we'll care. I mean, I think people will care as much as The Hills and they'll be like, yeah, of course it's fake. Yeah. It's on Instagram. Duh, it's fake. Like, you know what I mean? But I just think we're just bought into like the new level of like reality, which is like this digital social media reality. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a. I just started Drive to Survive again. Like the new season the came new season. out on Netflix. Was, yeah. It's the F1 show. Good. It's phenomenal. It's just the best show. And what what is always so interesting about it to me is that like I know the outcome of these races. Mm -hmm. I know the outcome of this season. Right. A lot of these drivers aren't even with the teams that they're on in the season mm -hmm. anymore. Yet I'm still watching. 
right? And it's like, why are you doing that with this your head? This is our Kardashians. That's, yeah, that's the yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. I was trying I'm, to make. I <laughs> that's why you were saying it, and yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck, you're right. So it's like I'm reliving these moments in the same way that we relive like a, a Super Bowl. Like you ever see like a team after you win a Super Bowl, yeah. you watch the documentary of the team winning the Super Bowl and it's just as fun. It's just the most exciting parts, right? It's like the protein packed, like the sweet, the salty, it's everything. It's like the umami or whatever that fucking phrase is of of the Super Bowl. And it yeah. just delivers to, to direct 30, yeah. 60 minutes. Yep. And we already know all the drama with the Kardashians. This season is going to recap all the things we already know. Maybe it gives us a little bit more, right? Maybe they're like, what is the immediate reaction when Kanye is acting like this, yeah. et cetera? But, I mean, if you think that Connery, Kanye is going to be looked at favorably in this in this documentary or in this show, you're out of your fucking mind. Mm. So maybe this is him also, like, fighting for his narrative. It's like uh, he, he hasn't mentioned that at all, though. What? The I would assume that he's Because like, that shit ain't out yet. Yeah. He don't know what it's going to be. He doesn't know the edit. But if you're suggesting he knows. he's working now in order to get ahead of the bad press from the story, then he would mention that. be like, guys, I'm fighting for my kids and they're trying to just get clicks and views for their show, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. true. Like, yeah, I yeah. would assume he would bring it up if he was actually trying to get ahead of it. And maybe he has. Yeah, I'm yeah. not exactly sure. He maybe alludes he... to it sometimes. What like, does he say? Like, just um, the nanny. It's like, oh, the nanny's like saying bad shit about me like behind my back and like turning Kim against me and like he's trying to create the narrative yeah. where it's like everybody's out to get me. I saw uh, something that they it. leaked. Maybe it was part of the uh maybe it was part of the trailer but uh of Kanye maybe saying some unfavorable things to Kim. And I think that you're going to see a lot of that. And then when couples beef, there's unfavorable things said. Yeah, if you get upset at somebody if either thing a spouse says in a fight, it's like yeah. you probably haven't been in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we be saying some crazy shit to each other and also think about it, like that's what that's what you say while you still love them yeah what if they don't want to be with you anymore and they have the access to your kids yeah like people who've been divorced and like have kids understand this stuff yeah but none of us have nope imagine someone trying to take away the most important thing yep. in your entire life yep right i mean that for kanye i guess that would be taking away music but <laughs> <laughs> I believed you. I mean, I mean, seriously. But no, but like that's a crazy thing. Like I would I would go crazy. I'd go temporarily insane. Yeah. Yeah. But you get made fun of if you do that online though. If you're a dude trying to get your kids back, like yeah. you're just getting clowned on. Like what that was that dude, Tyrese, that musician. Do you remember this? No. He like went on live. Tyrese and was Gibson? Like, yeah, he was like, I want my kids back. Like, and he starts crying. It became a meme. You've, oh, seen, yeah, yeah, you've remember, probably yeah. seen the meme now. Yeah. And the meme is from like the darkest moment in his life. <laughs> That's what happened? His I, wife was trying to take his kids away? Something like that. Like, I don't know the details specifically, but I just know he was on live crying about like trying to get his kids back. Mm. And everyone was like, Look at this fucking loser crying yeah. about his kids. Because I think the assumption is that we were like a piece of shit dad. And now all of a sudden we want the kids when they're gone. I think it's rare that we assume a guy's the best dad in the world and then the kids are being taken away. Yeah, I do think, though, you're going to look at it differently if the if the wife is a Kardashian. And not that you're not there for your kids, but like what you are exposing your children to, like the level of attention, the level of exposure you give them on purpose, yeah. the level of exposure you monetize. To me, that shit is gross to do to a baby. Mm. Like, y'all got enough money. She don't need to be on TikTok. I'm completely with Ye on that. What do you possibly have to gain? She could get followers. Mm. Kylie, I've heard talks about being anxious and fucking depressed and all these other things. Sure, she got the bag, but y'all got enough money for generations on end. You could actually focus on raising a healthy, happy kid at this point. Mm. So if I'm Kanye, I would be like, yo, take her off TikTok. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You yeah. crazy? And yeah. apparently she was on TikTok saying like she fell in love with like an emo girl or something. I think it's like what Kanye alleged. 
Is that true? It was singing the lyrics to oh, some song. Yeah, Shifty, yeah. Okay. I hate when you just laugh at us, dog. Because that's what Kanye said. <laughs> you don't said say in nothing, you just laugh yeah. very yeah. condescendingly. That's what he said in the video. He was like, I don't want her talking about falling in love with an emo girl. I didn't see North's actual TikTok. Yeah, we're not watching that, Shifty, you creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that earlier in the week, though, the news story was her getting blasted for making that comment about the best advice for women is to get up and work your ass off. Yeah. So she probably loves all this Kanye stuff right now because everyone's forgetting oh, about being her. trashed earlier Kim in the week. Kim just can't talk. I think that's what happens. Like, no matter what she says, people hate her. If she takes pictures where she looks hot, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and then literally that's it. Like, outside of, like, looking really good in pictures or showing up at events or taking fun videos with a kid, if she offers any advice at all, it's like, you suck dick to be here. It's her version of shut up and dribble. Literally. But But shut up and drool. (laughs) Shut up and dribble. (laughs) So it's like... That's that's kind of crazy, but it is true. Yeah. It's like we don't want any advice, and we I don't care because she's right. She, what she's saying is right. It's just yeah. the wrong messenger. Do you think that's but what, the wrong source? What do you mean? Like that if she gives any advice about like business, working, entrepreneurship, people are like, "Yo, shut up." Do like, I think it, do I think it's fair? Yeah, that people like shit on her for like work ethic, and they say, "Oh, you don't know anything about work. You got famous from your family and for sucking dick, blah blah blah." That's mm. work, dog. You seen Ray J's dick? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. not not work. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. She had to get her ass up, literally, <laughs> fit that big old thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do I think it's fair? Uh, like, is the criticism warranted? I don't know. I feel like no. I don't think the criticism's warranted. Be she's right. I mean, if you ask anybody, I mean, Charlamagne was even showing this video of Oprah saying the exact same thing. So it's like, yeah, she's saying the thing that's right. But we might not want to hear it from that person. And you would like a little degree of self-awareness from her. Like, all right, look, I had X, Y, and Z, but I still have to do, you know, A, B, and C. I still have to get up and do these things just because I got a little head start. No, So no matter what situation you're in, you're going to have to get up and work. There's much better ways to say it. If you're Oprah and we know you came from like, I'm pretty sure it was an abusive household. Like Oprah came from nothing. So she doesn't have to give context because you know that context. Yeah. So she says get up and work. You're like, oh, yeah, she did it. Kim, you know the context, so you're like, okay, but you're acting like you grew up like Oprah. You did not grow up like Oprah. But someone yeah. asked a question. Like, but, just, Yeah, but I wonder if it's just like we don't like self-help in general because it forces us to look in the mirror and see what we're not doing. Absolutely. So it's like if you are going to give us some self-help shit, like be missing a leg, like <laughs> yeah. have something wrong, be blind and you yeah. achieve something. When that dude with no arms tells people to work, it's like, hell yeah. Okay, he's yeah, out yeah. here working. I, I like work. Those are motivational videos because you can't say shit. Right. Like there's always a video of some dude in like a war-torn country. He is missing limbs and he found a way to like brush his teeth with his feet and you're just like, okay, Okay, if he's not complaining, I shouldn't complain. Right. And I think they call it like a they call it like a cripple porn or something like that. It's not. A, <laughs> I don't think that's what they call it. It's, it's, inspiration it's, porn. Inspiration yeah, porn. Cripple porn is way better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's, inspiration porn is mad boring. Inspiration right? porn. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, it's it is interesting. Like maybe she needs to recognize that. Actually, no, she doesn't because it continues to make news and she's making money off of making news. And so then, keep on saying the thing. I mean, then, remember she was trying to get like, she was trying to be a lawyer so she could get like black dudes out of prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that was, that wasn't even celebrated. It was like, all right. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was celebrated. Kind of. Like, I mean, in the black community, we were like, all right, you're finally doing something. Yeah, but it was a See finally what I just said? But it was yeah, a, yeah, it was yeah. a yeah. See, it was like, fine, all right. it wasn't like oh my god this is the best thing ever yeah Yeah, but if people don't like you you can't expect them to go 180 and be like oh that's dope you can only bring them to the middle at first and then if you keep doing that shit they're gonna completely come around and be like yo you know what yeah she fucking yo she killed it 
We yeah. shit on her early on, but people will give you that. You just can't get that right away. But I, and I guess I wonder if like she can be upset about that because if you've made your money from like being beautiful and kind of saying dumb shit in the show. Yeah. Right. It's not like she's philosophizing on the show no. and like no. coming up with this great life advice. It's like, hi, I'm going to be hot and I'm going to say kind of dumb things with me and my sisters and joke around mm. like and all of a sudden you start to give advice. It's like, hold up. You branded yourself. Yes. As the hot, dumb girl. Yes. And now you kind of who made money just being hot and dumb on yeah. TV for a decade. Yeah. And now you're going to give life advice. It's like pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Shorty. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. this is your design. Yeah. You have 100% control of the branding. You decided to leave it in. Yeah. When you said that thing about the jacuzzi. Yeah. Right? Like, you decide to leave all these things in the edit. You are curating this character. People responding to that character is not their fault. Mm -hmm. It's your fault. You're going off brand now. Say dumb shit. That's on brand. We accept that now. We we all yeah. right. We know you for that. Now when you start trying to be uh, wise, it's like yo, no, yeah. no. This is not the brand you've established. Yeah. This is like fucking Levi selling computers or something. It's like I'm not. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. this with you. You're not the guys to do this. Yeah. Mm. So See, what he, is she, yeah. even Trump didn't do that when he ran for president? What do you he had, mean? Like, similar background, like born into wealth, has his businesses, like got famous through like reality TV. Yeah. And then ran for president, and then all of a sudden switch up and be like, oh, you got to treat people with respect. He just kept on being the same dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what people responded to. As like, yeah. at, at least there's consistency. Like yeah. you might not like it or agree with it, but like, oh, you're saying he didn't try to be like a virtuous good guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anything, he was like, I'm not a politician. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of these phonies. Yeah, yeah. I'm a celebrity. Like yeah. I'm a reality TV show guy. Kim should say, look hot. <laughs> and if you don't carve your face until you do, <laughs> yes. and you will make tons of money because of it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy? It's that simple. Yeah. Dude, I posted a picture on Instagram of me shirtless. Yeah. That was a great pick. It's a phenomenal pick. Yeah, I'm eating a king cake. It was some fun, uh, you know, it was some fun content. I just want to, I just want to point out something. Here, I'm going to pull it up right here. Half a million people, over half a million people it reached, right? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Infamous tour update. Uh, important news. We added a second show in New York City, Radio City Music Hall. Okay. Very excited about this. It is a 10 p.m. start time. So all you Jews that had your fucking Seder that you had to go to because it's the second day of Passover. How many fucking days do we need a Passover? Okay. This, you have a nice tight Seder. Small tight Seder. You're going to be with your family the whole fucking time anyway. You're going to get tired of them. You shut it down. You have an hour Seder. You leave and we'll see you at that 10 p.m. show. Okay. And for everybody who didn't want to go to a show with tons of Jews, we have the first show. <laughs> Okay, there's really no tickets left for that one, but maybe you already gobbled all those tickets up. Okay, so if you want Super Jewy show, you come to the second one, and you want the really fun show, you go to the first one. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so second show up now. Go get those tickets as soon as you can because they will be gone. Um, also, this weekend we're coming to Cleveland. Or no, next weekend, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and uh, Montreal after that. Very excited. Very excited. Vancouver, we're closing out the show. AC, I think it's sold out. Uh, thank you guys so much. I think we've got like eight or nine total shows left for the Infamous Tour. Never be performed again. So if you want to check out the Infamous Tour, make sure you come to one of those dates. And Akash, what you got? 
First of all, let me just say, Andrew's very excited to be coming to Cleveland. He can't wait. Uh, next weekend. No, this weekend, guys. I'm in San Antonio at LOL Comedy Club, the 18th through the 20th, Friday through Sunday. Bring that ass through the week after, April 1st and 2nd, Toledo, Ohio. I'm coming to Ohio. Funny bone. Come, please, for the love of God, so I Worst don't kill myself. Worst weekend I ever did in my life. <laughs> was Toledo, Ohio. Hey, let me tell you something. I did a Sunday show at Toledo, Ohio. I have a feeling that Sunday show oh, is where are I you kill doing myself. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not done a Sunday show since. Yo, I, I swear told to God. My, I, I swear told to TJ. God. I said, I'm not doing any more Sunday shows. I swear shows. to God. I looked at this and I said, why am I doing a Sunday in Toledo? No, no, no. This is the last Sunday show I ever do. No. So if you guys want to come to the last Sunday show I ever do in my life, Toledo, Ohio, Funny Bone. Oof, also, brutal. April 8th and 9th, Tampa Improv. That's a nice city. We'll have fun there. And April 22nd and 23rd, Toronto. Hurry up. Let's sell that bitch out so we can add another show. Royal Theater. Tickets. More do- dates on my website at akashsing.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys. We're going to take a break for a second because i got to stop you guys from balding. If you haven't paid attention to me before, you're going to pay attention now. Look at this beautiful head of hair I got on me right now. This head of hair is brought to you by Keeps. This should be gone. It should be gone. Over a decade ago, I noticed a little balding, and I was like, I got to do something about this. I started Googling. I'm telling you, this Keeps might be the reason I'm married to this day. It really might. I might be successful enough to be bald, but some of y'all are not. So you need to keep your fucking hair and stop playing around with the rest of your life. Okay? Keeps is the difference maker. You can keep your hair. It is a choice now. Don't be one of these stubborn motherfuckers that just goes bald when you don't have to. Okay? You in the gym taking care of your body? You with Keeps taking care of your hair. Be the best version of yourself and you can do it with Keeps. Okay? They have convenient virtual doctor consultations and medication delivered straight to your door every three months. They got the 24-7 care and support if you need it. And it's low cost. The treatment treatment started just $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved medication to prevent hair loss. So what you're going to do right now, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant to get your first month for free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant. Now let's get back to the show. Over half a million people, over half a million people. I just took my clothes off and half a minute and posted online, and I'm not beautifully carved into no, like no, the don't perfect. Don't say that. Don't say that, bro. Don't physical say that. specimen, bro, bro. You got a nice little body. No, 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 no. Now let him get to his point. Now that's the important point he's making. Don't cut it off with jokes. Thank you. I noticed. I like that shit. Good for me. So, like, what I'm trying to say is, I just got naked, and the amount of engagement that I got was unbelievable. And I don't even have the perfectly desired body for Instagram. I have majority male followers, and it's just so salacious that I'm naked that over half a million people liked, engaged, interacted with this post. Yeah. Don't ever tell me about hard work ever again. (laughs) Don't ever fucking mention hard work ever again. There is a Down syndrome model for Victoria's Secret. The job is so easy. Sexy. The job is so easy. Sexy. Whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That that you literally don't need what I... How do I not be... You can be retarded. Oh, my God. Right? Cousin. 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 
Yeah. You could be family. Exactly. It. So stop it with the hard work. It just, stop it with the hard work. Was this as much work as one of your stand-up clips that you sit there and for edit years, maniacally? Fuck, edit 15 years being able to think of these things in the moment, come up with these ideas, be witty, interact with an audience, know how to push the limit. Like, my whole craft. <laughs> Naked on a bed with cake over my dick. <laughs> hard work. Get to work, guys. Hey. You want to be successful, work your ass off out there. <laughs> right? I get the frustration. I get the frustration. Oh, my God. Right? What a dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that really put into perspective. People don't, people don't work hard enough because of you. <laughs> because of you. Yeah. They don't work hard. Oh they see God. someone do nothing and become oh a billionaire. They see someone just fatten their lips, fatten their ass, fatten their tits, and they become a billionaire. That's why they don't work hard. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? Lance Armstrong had us on a bike. <laughs> with right? one nut. Yeah, everybody with cancer bought a bike that year. Yeah. Because of Lance Armstrong, you could pedal away your fucking leukemia. <laughs> How amazing would that be? And we got mad at him for taking steroids with cancer. With we're cancer? Like, he's risking his life yeah. even more for this. Yeah. And we're mad at him. Because yep. you didn't work hard the honest way. Come and Kim on, did. Bro. The honest Come way. On. Nothing about her life has been honest. The Rock is in the gym every night. Every showing night. me his palms. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, I have a palm check with him every week. If I see those fucking scabs, I know he's been in the gym. <laughs> Let me see a fucking palm check, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> Are they saliva filled? <laughs> Let me see a palm. No, no. Of course she's going to work Ooh. hard. Of course she's going to... Of course, she's going to no, hustle, no. but it's a different type of work hard and hustle. It's a different level of it, mm. even where we are in the game right now. We're working fucking hard, 16-hour days, all this, etc. But I still get to show up to the venue, and there's coconut water. Because yeah. I put on the, the rider, I want coconut water. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, that, it's a different level. Yeah, we're working our ass off. It's different than somebody, like, picking up logs. Yeah, people are doing construction, and they work hard. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They Real really hard. work hard. And some of them don't sit around all fucking day. Union. Union. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's some Yankee shit, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's some real shit. We think all construction workers work hard. What about the guy who just stands by the shit that says don't cross? The mafia friend. Yeah, that, that ain't that hard work. Not yeah. everyone. Yeah. The that's Mexican hard. motherfuckers in, in the not on the books. That's hard work. Union Hollering free at South? girls passing by. Oh, that's, that's, just, that's hard work, you know, They need lozenges and shit. Yeah. They need water. Stay hydrated. Yeah, work. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the weather changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were prepared for overcoat and all of a sudden it's fucking sundresses. Yep. You yeah. gotta switch your whole shit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a hard work. Yeah, it's hard work for them. I guess everybody works hard. Do <laughs> you know? Yeah. What the hell just happened to your point? I don't know, bro. <laughs> you just you had a great point about Kim not working hard, and then he made it everybody works hard. Yeah. I guess I guess <laughs> what the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. He had yeah. all his momentum. Yeah, well, I was being sarcastic with the yeah. construction worker, Akash. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot tapped out of our discussion about construction workers. Uh, yeah, not well, working I guess everybody they works angry hard. At me that he's not paying attention but to the What a shitty dilemma. I guess no, I guess everybody. I guess everybody works hard. <laughs> Stop being so sincere. We were. We're being explained to him, Alex. He's being I don't get it. I know, because you weren't listening. <laughs> oh, I was listening. Okay. I was anyway, waiting for more Kardashian hate. Point is, point is, is you created this idea that you could be famous from nothing. Not just you. There are plenty of people before her that did it. There are plenty of people that do it just right now. 100%. But we don't exactly live in the work hard, you become famous era of American society. And who's to blame for that? 
I don't know. I'm not going to put it all on the Kardashians. You could put it on social media and the fact that it looks so easy to become a millionaire, sure. billionaire, whatever. Mm -hmm. But they definitely play a part in it. There so some go. acknowledgement of that yeah. would be nice. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's funny watching her turn into an old white man, isn't it? Go, go, <laughs> isn't go, it go, funny go. watching all these groups that think they're marginalized? Not even just like women in general, white women, whatever. As soon as someone gets successful, yeah. all of a sudden it's, man, all you got to do is work Yo, your fucking ass You know ass why up. that is? I realize why that is. There's Pull a selfishness. By the real, no, <laughs> but for real, there's a selfishness because none of us want to discredit our own success. So mm. if we oh. say you have to work hard, mm. it implies that we are here because of our hard work. Right. Right? Yeah. And that's the only thing that's separating you from success is hard work. Yeah. Right. That's our advice. Now, 100 percent working hard is going to get you more success from where you are. Right. If you're working at like a 70 percent and you bump it to a 90, you're going to have more. You're going to have more at your job. You're going to have more at your business. You're going to have more in your relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you can speak on this. You, you put work yeah. into yourself yeah. to 100%. be better. And it worked. Yeah. 100 percent. It was amazing. Yeah. And so it's like that is going to work. But you don't want to hear that from everybody. Yeah. And it, but it's also, though, when you're successful, it's like, look, I do work hard, but also you gave me a lot of opportunities. You can't both just exist. Like, isn't yeah. there that saying that uh, luck is when opportunity and hard work meet? Yeah. It's, it's possible to have context with it. And fuck, I remember a Fresh Prince line that stuck with me forever. Uncle Phil said to Will, people open doors for me. It doesn't make you any less of a man to walk through them. Yeah. That all of you are going to get that opportunity, or yeah. hopefully all of you. And if you work hard, you will get there. Yeah, that's what But I, we yeah. all get opportunity. We all have luck. You got help from Charlemagne. I got all the help in the world from you. That's I what I say to, uh, to comics all the time is like, if you work hard, you're going to get your shot. Yeah. Everybody gets a shot. That's yes. good. And I mean that sincerely. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's good gets a shot and you get good by working hard. Yeah. So everybody that works hard gets a shot. What you do with that shot is up to you. Right. Right. You know, I got a really cool opportunity to do a podcast with Charlemagne. Yeah. If I didn't work hard and I wasn't funny, I wouldn't have that opportunity. You busted your ass more than anybody I know. Charlemagne got a great opportunity working with Wendy. Wendy Williams. Right. And he busted his ass and he made something out yeah. of that opportunity. So everybody's going to do What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Right. Kim got her shot in a different way. Yeah. But... She milked that bitch, she literally. Did. She did. You know what I'm saying? And then turned it into something else. That's 100%. Mm -hmm. It's just so easy to offer the work hard advice. I get the resentment, especially coming from them. Yes, 100%. I just think it lacks a certain self-awareness when all you say yeah. is, get your ass up and work. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah. It's like, I don't think you can say that without context. Exactly. A guy from nothing, even Jay-Z saying that, you'd be like, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. This guy went from fucking selling crack on a corner to a billionaire. He yeah. also had like a God-given talent. That's the other part that like people don't recognize. Like if LeBron James works hard, He's going to do a lot more than if I work hard trying to become a yeah. basketball player. Yeah. Like he just has this natural ability, which is kind of luck. But yeah. It's, also it's not, a blessing. Like, but he's also, if you, I believe if you put that guy in a middle class family, he's still at least worth a hundred million dollars because he's just a fucking brilliant guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like what gives you brilliance? Like and, it's part of your upbringing, but it's also like you're just natural IQ that you're born with. One also thing, your skill being valued by the public. That like, is big. You okay. can be the best rapper in the world at a time where like nobody's really listening. That's to true. Like there's probably a like a ska musician right now. Right. <laughs> it's the best ska musician ever. But because ska's not having like a moment right now, yeah. then he's not going to be as you know financially yeah. successful. The best juggler in the world is making what, 60k. A year? Kim K was no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 100. percent So it's like hoping that your God-given talent meets um, a, a, a society that values it. Yeah. And you working your ass off in it. Yes, there's a bunch of things that, you know, um, circulate around success. Yeah. Luck being one of them mm -hmm. and talent being another. Mm -hmm. But 
I think we can all agree that working hard in no matter what it is, yeah. is going to give you an advantage, at least over those that don't work as hard, yeah. Yeah. no matter what the field. So it's the right thing. Yeah. It's the advice we would give anybody. It'll move right. them from your starting block. 100%. But yeah. think how much more eloquently that was said than get your ass up and do the fucking work. Yo, what if she said, what if she literally came up there and she was like, listen, we all know how I got here. <laughs> like, what if she started with that? We all know what, what started. We all know what gave me my shot. But. Right? But. Bang. Hard work is what kept me here for the next 15 yeah. years or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If she said that, that little disclaimer, every girl be out sucking dick. But <laughs> <laughs> low key, maybe not the best thing. Best thing to happen to black dudes yep. in American history. Yep. She <laughs> just got them all out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, not to belabor the point, but just briefly, is, is there any party that's happy that Pete's finally firing back? That he's like fighting back against Kanye? He I don't know. These, yeah, I don't know what texts. he said that was so disrespectful. Okay. Right. <laughs> Yo, I, I honestly, yeah, I thought there was one line of disrespect. I thought that was a, listen. You got three options when a guy asks, "Where are you?" You could ignore his question, which is rude. You could lie to him, which yeah. is really fucked up. Yeah. Or you could just be honest. Yeah. He chose the most honorable option: honesty. And in case you don't believe me, here's proof. Just so you know, I'm I mean, an honest man. But he was man. just so specific. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, could, it's it's wild, but <laughs> it's like so specific. it's wild. But at the same time, it's like, did you not think that he's smashing your wife? Like, why do you got to tell him though? This is, I think is, this is right? a man of honor. <laughs> like we know what time it is. Look, hey, maybe I'm biased because I've known this kid since he was 16. Yeah. But right. I feel like he's an honorable kid. He asked me a question. I gave him the most honest answer I could give him. Where are you right now? He said right now. He didn't say in life. He said right now. He wanted specifics. Yeah. So I tell you where I am right now. I am in bed with your wife. And it, it, like in fairness, Kanye did kill him like two weeks ago in a music video. So like yeah. his retaliation, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? At the same time, it's like ugh. It a fucking music video. Like, yeah, but still, someone kills you. He's music making video. videos too, probably. That's not <laughs> for the kid. What's the difference here, guys? What do you think, Al? Nah, I think uh, Kanye is just the biggest hypocrite. It's like how you—he's been taking shots at Pete for the longest, and now he wants to play victim that, that Pete shoots back. And so I, I think it's just really corny of Kanye to go about it that route. Like, mm. like keep that same energy that you came with. So now Pete's talking back like, all right, let's take it there now. Yeah. You called him Skeet. But, he is doing exactly what you said he would do. He's Skeeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, he should, he should take it there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, he had one thing in the picture is one thing, but I thought he, he was pretty reasonable in the rest of the things he was saying. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it's like... He was he was texting like he knew it was going to be on social media. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Which, <laughs> like, which you should. I think he I think he was texting like he realized midway through it was going to be on social media. Uh, like it switched up. <laughs> yeah, like well, yeah, yeah. he posted it. Pete posted it like through his buddy. Yeah. Oh. But it wasn't Kanye that posted. It. It oh, that's was, why. Yeah, because Pete's texts are blue. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It's Pete's like writing partner that posted on his Instagram. Oh, shout out to Dave. Yeah, I who like I think it's him. I'm not nice sure guy. exactly, but he basically acts as like an intermediary between what Pete wants to put out, and Pete knew that it was going to get posted. And all his texts are blue, and so he was like very specific with what he said. And, and in fairness, Kanye actually comes off decent in it too. Like I don't think he comes off crazy. He's like, yeah, meet me here, blah blah blah. Like for Kanye, he didn't know it was going to be public, but yet he sounded diplomatic too. So, so. Pete put it out. Yeah, yeah. That's think, also important to know because it's like, of course, you're going to put out. You 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 deserve to slap back because you haven't said anything, so you have every right to clap back. Mm -hmm. The posting, I'm with your wife, I'm posting in bed. Completely understandable, reasonable, justified. 
And then you make it look nice with all the, I go through mental health too, and let's help you out, blah, blah, blah. But it still is marketing, right? It's not like I really want to help. Is it possible? Have you ever said some crazy mm. shit and then oh, pulled yeah. off of it because you're like, I feel bad? Yeah. So maybe that's just... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what people are not listening to that just got cut out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I know. I think he said the right thing. And I think it's good uh, PR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good PR for It's him, good for PR. Sure. For sure. I didn't know it came from him. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. Kanye leaked it. But no. that's right. If it's the text is blue, mm-hmm. then it's on his side. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. But Kanye also just, doesn't sound crazy. So on part of me is like, do they both know this is going to go out? Like, at what point? Kanye sounds like he wants, you know, Pete to just show up to his event to make a whole thing out of it. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It, it doesn't sound crazy or not crazy. It sounds like he just wants to continue to buzz. Like, what would be better than him showing up to Sunday service and them hashing it out there? Oh, like, I, I figured he just wants him to show up so he could fight him. But he just doesn't want to do any work to go out of his way to have to fight. He ain't fighting him, bro. I mean, he leaked where he was staying. I honestly think he would. Where? What? In the text. Pete BHH. Did. Yeah, Pete, that? Pete, that's the. That's where Pete's staying. The part you respect the most after in bed with your wife is yo, here's where I'm staying. Come see me man to man. Beverly Hills Hotel. He uh, said, like, I'm here. Yeah. Come man. through. And then Kanye's like, come to Sunday service. And he's like, we don't need all those people, which makes him look like he's down. He'd yeah. be ready to, he ready to go. Even if he's not. Leaking those texts makes you look like you are, and then all the disrespect that you received makes it seem like you're down to fight or whatever. Yeah. So you look at him a little bit more like, oh shit. Hmm. 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less. There's, there's a after watching half of the Kanye doc, I don't know if Kanye is any different now than he used to be. You think so? I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think this is just Kanye doing Kanye. Really? Yeah. I, I think he's very different than he was. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, this is the Kanye. His mom hasn't died yet. What? Are you done with episode two? No, I think I finished episode two. I'm into three a little bit. Okay. When he was calling Cootie uh, Chike. Yeah. I oh, and he's drunk. Yeah, and he's yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like. It seems like you see a flip as soon as he gets success. Yeah. Like there was a moment and I'm I, saying from then to now, oh, I don't yeah, see yeah. much difference. From that ep- midway through episode three, yeah, yeah. End of episode two, and I haven't I haven't done three yet because it was weird. End of episode two, you see that moment where like he's successful and then you just it seems like, oh, he's he's not. You haven't he's finished Kanye. three yet? No. No. What? No, nah, right. Remember I said that shit was mid and y'all jumped all over me nah, and y'all haven't even finished nah, the fucking fire, thing that fire. y'all was stroking like it was crazy. Amazing. Y'all haven't even finished the thing. I finished all three. We're trying to savor it. Stupid. <laughs> Y'all were killing me because it. I didn't finish it and I thought it was mid. You thought it was some wine. crazy it's hot a take. Wine. You don't Y'all were it. killing me. I haven't, you know what I mean? I've been working. Get your ass up and do the work. Right? <laughs> Nobody wants to fucking work hard anymore. No problem. <laughs> okay. Um, Can we talk about Juicy? Yeah. Let's talk about something interesting. That was disappointing, man. Who, Jesse? Yeah, man. Just telling us you're not suicidal like that. Like, come on, bro. Kill yourself, please. Yes. Oh I had enough. <laughs> you're done? I had enough. <laughs> he faked the hate crime. He didn't kill someone. <laughs> I wish he'd have really committed suicide. Oh How about that? Why? Why? I had enough to... of this guy. I mean, that would be kind of fire. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do something. 
I mean, it would be kind of funny. Saying was, I'm not suicidal, yeah. like the government's going to take you out. Yeah. Are arrogance. you fucking kidding me, bro? Yeah. You're oh, a threat he, to nothing. He, he could be as big as Epstein. Maybe. <laughs> in, some, in some abstract way. I'm sure he could connect a few dots, you know? Exactly. He's confident. He's a confident guy, bro. Yeah, he is. He's a confident guy. He is, bro. He yeah. planned this whole fucking elaborate bullshit and really thought he was going to get away with it. Yeah. But he could have, though. I feel like it'd be so easy to get away with. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like it was shoddily done. It was right? sloppy. Like, how easy yeah. does it get away with a hate crime? Probably pretty easy. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> I mean, the way that he designed it was horrible. Yeah, just actually get beat up. It was during a winter vortex yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Like, he like he said it was, like, MAGA guys that came up to him. And then yeah. the two guys that he actually paid to do it, he, like, paid them with a personal check. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, left a paper trail. Like, it was just uh, horrendous. Yeah. In every way. I think he himself... Or, no, they went to the hardware store to go get it. Yeah. To go get this stuff. And also the bleach thing. Like everything. Like clearly he hasn't studied hate crime enough. Because <laughs> like white people aren't trying to make black people white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the bleach thing doesn't make sense. Like that's not like racist white people's dream. They're not like seeing black people and they're like, how can we make them white? Mm. Right? It, 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 right? Like so you're not going to also like just pouring bleach. You have to worry about it getting on you. And it's just like it's just messy. It's like super messy. <laughs> right? Like everything about it poorly designed. Uh, the fact that when the cops c come, like he still has the noose on, like you wouldn't take that off first. Like, like you yeah. get home from a long day at work immediately, <laughs> you, you loosen the tie, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. watch my dad do it every single day, yeah, working hard every single day, <laughs> come back, loosen the tie, maybe take the tie off. Yeah. You're yeah. at a wedding. First thing, ties yep. loosened, right? Mm -hmm. a fraternity party, the tie's on for some event and immediately yeah. it's around, around your, your head, head or something like that. Yeah. But he's still got the fucking tie on. He's still in the bleach. You're like everything about it was so poorly planned. And the guy's been in Hollywood. Like oh, you, that's what I assume though. I think he's a good actor, and I think the best actors think their whole life's a movie. Oh, I, you know what I, I mean? dude, I, I was, I'm with you on this. I think he still is in it. Like he's in his soap opera. No, I, that's what I, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. I think that what makes him a good actor is the fact that he believes that he's the main character in life. Nobody yelled cut. I bet if you just yell cut, <laughs> I bet if, if Lee Daniels comes in yeah, yeah, and yeah. just goes cut, immediately goes, okay. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, that was great, uh, Judge. You He's did, hypnotized. You, you He's were really, hypnotized. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to say so the word, they'll in. be out. Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. And he, he is. Just, and Anchorman. then you say action, and he's just, I'm ready not to go suicidal. Again. I did not do this. I am innocent. I respect you. <laughs> I respect you, Judge, but I am not suicidal. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? I love it. I respect you. I respect your decision. But I'm not suicidal. I'm rooting for him. Yep. All of a sudden, I'm starting to fucking root for him. Yes. And I'm like, what lies do we tell ourselves? Kim thinks she works hard. <laughs> and she believes it. Why can't he yeah. believe he didn't do that? How many things do we just believe? Oh, yeah. You told me that. That's actually a very helpful trick. I started doing that. What's that? You said just tell yourself what happened in the past and then create a new reality. And then that's And then reality. believe it. Yep. That works. Uh-huh. 100%. That's just fire. Dude, Mark thought I lied to him about a kid having cancer, dude. <laughs> This kid is fucking warped. <laughs> like, yeah, this it was kid a perfect story. Warped, it was dude. a perfect story. Dude. All right. So basically, I was telling Schultz, I was having a really bad week. I was telling some of you guys, you know, I was really going through it. I was having a hard time. I was like, man, I just don't know, you know, my purpose in life, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Mark, you want to know what your purpose is? I was just, just today, I was in Soho with Dove. I didn't say there. we want to know your purpose is. <laughs> no, no. But I said, let me tell you something yeah. that happened today. Can you let and, him tell his And I'm at this coffee shop with Dove and, and this little kid, he runs up to me. He's, you know, 13 years old. He's... He says, Andrew, Andrew Schultz, I just beat cancer. And I was listening to Flagrant 2 the whole time, and I'm so grateful that you guys make me laugh. Thank you so much. And then he flew away like a dove. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 
I didn't say and, that. And, and oh, I dropped okay, my knees okay. and I cried. I converted to Christianity. I said, thank you, Jesus. Let me bask in your light. That's what he said. That was the whole story. But no, it was just the first part of the story. But then I heard it and I was like, wow, that's an amazing story. Thank you so much for telling me. And I was thinking about it later. I was like, that's such a perfect story. That's an amazing story. What would you tell your buddy that's like having a hard time? Would it be more perfect if it happened to you, <laughs> dickhead? What do you mean? <laughs> but it didn't happen to me. That's I my know. point. <laughs> do you remember the kid? Stop Are you kidding me? You're being a dickhead right now. Are you kidding right me? I told you this yesterday and you were like... You're being a dickhead right now. I told you this yesterday and you were like, no, it's Wait, true. This story You're being a dickhead. Are you no, kidding me? Fake. It was fake? Listen, Ben right now, who's listening? Ben. Is it real or is it fake? Ben and you were with a woman. Or I don't know if she was your mom. I don't know who she was, but you came up to me outside of Ame. This is when we went to Ame What did he look day. like? What did Ben And there was a kid that came up to me. Come on. Yes. Thank you. Oh Except I didn't hear what he said. I was focused on a girl in line. Fair, but fair enough. Still, but you focused on his sweet. mom. No, Jesus. little kid. No, no. This is true. This is true. And it, was, it was a kid. He came up and he said, "Listen to Flagrant Two, and he watched the clips, and it was all throughout the time he was in the hospital. I think he said he was in the hospital for three years, and and that we really kept his spirits up. And he just recently was announced as cancer free, teenager, and that's a beautiful thing. Well, thank why you, don't ben. you believe him? It was just such a perfect story. You're going through a hard time and you call up your buddy. He's like, well, you know, you actually... What a dick. Well, I'm just saying, it was a perfect <laughs> story. It was out. a perfect story. <laughs> he thinks I'm a liar. You deserve to be sad <laughs> yeah. that week, dude. <laughs> Piece of shit. I'm trying to give you some light to bask in. It was an amazing story. Yeah, life is about stories, Bible boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking A. You believe those stories. Not this one's completely plausible. Oh, you didn't write God. it down. That Say was the again? issue. You didn't write it down. How do you know I didn't write it down? I guess... Uh, no, you didn't write it down. No, you told it to me on the phone. Yeah, the original Bible wasn't written down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right? It was motherfuckers talking all day. Yeah. Oral history. I don't know. That's that's dicey. All I'm saying is that's a real story. Ben, DM Mark to let him know. Shout out to you, Ben. Okay. I appreciate you. Ben. Thank you for listening. I'm glad we could help you through that difficult time. Yeah. Right. Now, what did that have to do with what we were talking about? <laughs> I forget. Oh, the, the, you faked a, a love crime. I faked yeah. a love crime. Yeah, the opposite. No, I didn't fake a love crime. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fake a you love did. crime. You did. It was a Nigerian man that came up to you, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, hey, man, I love Flaker 2. I have cancer. I love Flaker 2. No, Lying to you specifically. <laughs> Nobody else in the yeah. show. Ben Just will be, you. Ben will be 50 bucks. <laughs> we lie to ourselves all the time, and we believe these lies yes. all the time, and, and we justify the weapons of mass destruction. Yes. Is that not worse than Juice Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> is that not worse than Jesse? Slightly worse. Slightly worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody died with Jesse. Jesse yeah. did it to himself. It was a self-inflicted. But he almost let two dudes go to jail. Say again? Like, I'm pretty sure he had to they go to jail. They were going to gonna go to jail eventually. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, no, what? Not What's the Nigerians. Wait, what happened? Not the Nigerians. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, these other guys, they like, he had to do like a lineup and pick people out. And he was like, I think it was them. Yo, they deserve to be in jail. Why? Because they were in on it. <laughs> they no, too no, faked a hate crime. No, 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 no. What? Just random people. Some other White dudes. people. Uh, hey, you know what? Isn't it time white people took the fall for something black people did? For once? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, hey, that's the justice system working yeah. this way. That's the OJ, but the other way. Yes. Wait a minute. Isn't that happening right now? How so? Ukraine. How, what did black people have to do with that? Hold on. Obama Let didn't do shit when Russia <laughs> went to Crimea. Pussy yeah. ass. Okay. Pussy-ass Obama. Uh, <laughs> Pussy-ass Obama didn't do shit so when Russia o busted down the doors in Crimea. If Obama was harder on him. Yeah, if Obama lit saved. it up, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. Oh. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, Trump pussy too for not doing something. Mm -hmm. oh. Step it up. <laughs> Trump with all that tough talk, why don't you snatch back Crimea? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if there's more geopolitical layers to that. But Fuck layers. Yeah, fuck layers, right? Fuck layer thinking. <laughs> yeah. America is Pussy right now. <laughs>
and no countries respect us and it's driving me fucking crazy. And if I was close to that button, someone's getting nuked. Yeah, that's, that's why you're not close I don't to the know, button. But <laughs> don't ever let me get close to that button. Yeah, we Because somebody's getting nuked. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second. Um, have you ever dreamed of having the chance to win an awesome prize like a Tesla or karaoke with Charlize Theron? Those are very different things, but you might have dreamed them both up. Well, if you have then you have to check out Omaze, okay? The new way to give back to charity and have fun doing it. Here's how it works. You enter for the chance to win something amazing. And at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's a fun and easy way for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win big prizes, like 100,000 fucking dollars. Every I mean, 30 days, they give away $100,000. I'd just buy another Tesla, be honest with you. Right there, done. Here's how it works. You go to omaze.com slash flagrant, and then you select financial freedom. Now, if you miss the deadline for the $100,000 this month, don't worry because Omaze is giving you another $100,000 again next month. Omaze has raised more than $150 million for over 350 nonprofits around the world. So hurry and enter today for your chance to win $100,000 or other life-changing prizes and experiences at omaze.com slash flagrant. Plus, receive 20 extra entries when you enter the code flagrant20. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash flagrant. Okay, remember, no purchase necessary to enter or win. Visit omaze.com slash flagrant for official rules. Now, let's get back to the show. All I'm trying to say is America is acting pussy right now. Okay, and um, but again, I don't know if that's exactly what's happening. We need a geopolitical expert on the podcast who might also uh, be able to build anything. So uh, we have a DIY expert and a geopolitical expert. We have a good friend of ours. And if he was only here with us right now, we could probably get to the bottom of this whole Russian situation uh, about America being kind of pussy and nobody respecting us on the global uh, front. We have Ben Uyeda with us right hey, now. Hey, Everybody hey, what's up, man? Magically in place, the genius of editing. Uh, talk to us. Are we pussy or do we just have way more to lose than everyone else? I mean, I look at like Russia's economy. They don't even make what California makes. Oh. Our most socialist state makes more money than that entire socialist country. Okay, so they have nothing so, to lose, you're saying. Right, like I got in fights when I was in my teens and 20s. I didn't have anything to lose. I couldn't get sued. Or if I did, it's like good luck suing me for what? Like American Eagle torn jeans. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to now, it's like we have a lot to lose economically. Russia doesn't. This is all they do. They got military they don't make anything. They got oil and military. Okay, fair enough. And I think that makes perfect sense. But why does it seem like countries aren't respecting us right now? And when I mean countries aren't respecting us, you have like Iran shoots some missiles at the U.S. consulate, but it's not exactly the U.S. consulate. It's like territory in Kurdistan that the U.S. consulate occupies. Apparently, it was like some retaliatory shit to, I guess, an Israeli, Israeli mission yeah. where they took out a few colonels uh, in Syria. Then you have... Like India just straight up doing a deal with uh, Russia for oil, not even considering how we might feel about that. You got, um, I got who else? What else? I mean, there's a few. Oh, you, they Dubai, look, Saudi Arabia, not even not answering the, the phone. Calls, yeah. Like, I think they look at us like a rich kid that doesn't quite deserve what they have, but they still don't want to get too offensive because we won't invite them to the party. They still all are interdependent with our economy. So they're kind of like, we'll kind of disrespect you and undermine your success and kind of be like, oh, it's not. Just a bunch of cowboys, immature, can't mm. handle COVID, make fun of our presidents, all that kind of stuff. But they still all know that we drive the needle 
globally in terms of the economy. But so, they're not acting like it. Yeah, but I also look like what they say and who whose calls they take as as our leadership. It doesn't really matter. They kind of know what we're going to do. But I think he, here's what I think is really interesting is like watching how we're kind of going with this kind of uh, economic warfare mm. sanctions. Right. I think we just call it like economic war. Mm -hmm. I kind of think that's really smart, regardless of the mechanisms that are done, because if you look at like the size of the war chest and who can who has way more chips on the table, we can play with a lot more chips against Russia economically mm. when it comes to anything military weapons to weapons. We're kind of the gunfight kind of evens it all out once it comes to nukes. So right. I like us playing where we have like a huge An strategic advantage. advantage. The question is, though, it's like, why do we still need oil? Like, that's the only that's thing. That's what I'm that, trying to figure out. Right. Like, and wait, we, what, what do you mean? Well, why do we need oil? Because shit runs on oil. The whole world runs on oil. have to. For the immediate future, it does. Right. Let's say in a 10 years, we could get all these buildings and everything to not rely on it. But like this building right now, we need some fucking oil. Right. But let's also look like 10 to 20 years in the past and who was sort of pushing against sort of going to renewable electric vehicles and all these things, too. They were pushing us towards less freedom. It's funny that like the political spectrum that always talks about freedom loves to be dependent uh, globally on mm. things like oil. And it mm. seems a little bit hypocritical uh, to talk about freedom and not talk about sort of the economic uh, requirements of freedom. You're saying like conservatives talk yeah. a lot about freedom, but their policies lend us to a reliance on certain countries that we might not be allies with. Right. And don't get me wrong, like uh, the the left wing of the party or the left end of the spectrum is equally to blame. They kind of shut down a lot of things like nuclear energy that would have pushed us towards uh, energy independence a lot faster. Right. Look at sort of like Germany versus France right now. I think that's like a really interesting dynamic. France sort of went all in on nuclear a while ago and has much more energy independence than Germany. So Germany's forced into these really bad ideological positions because of their dependence on energy. So hmm. I think those are sort of the interesting sort of takeaways. But the whole kind of like... Germany's fine with nuclear energy. They just don't want to be on their territory. Yeah. The, That's their fraudulence. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to build any power plants, but we're going to use the nuclear energy of the people around us. So it's still nuclear energy. Yeah. But I don't like the, 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 the talking tough thing. It's so easy to be tough when you have nothing to lose. When I look at the people that pick fights, they're people with nothing to lose. They Reputation have is a lot to lose. Yeah. The fact that like the fact that two countries, or at least Saudi Arabia, number one, should be answering our call every single time we call. I mean, it, there should be a specific, there should be a specific ringtone that's just the United States of America. And they pick up immediately, they go, thank you so much for our existence. We really appreciate you making it so that nobody comes and invades us and taking all this valuable oil. We really, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What can I help you with? That's how they should answer the phone. Every single time. In perfect English. There is no way. <laughs> there's no way that communication isn't really happening, though. So that's the other thing. Okay, maybe there's like a... It's all posturing. It's all posturing. Like Netflix calls you. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna take it you might just like let it ring a few times interesting interesting okay 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 so you're saying that they're putting out propaganda that we're not back channel conversation having back channel conversations with the united states of america right now put this way there's no major platform that you're not taking the call from doesn't mean you're gonna go with them doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna like not play a little comedy bit central coy. wouldn't take the call yeah <laughs> comedy central can't pay their phone bill though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> So I, I don't know, like, again, like, I don't worry about those things. I worry about one, 
I don't want nuclear war to happen because that erases all progress that all of us has made individually, collectively, mm -hmm. everything down to zero. Everyone loses. There are no winners in sort of nuclear war. I, yo, yeah, we I'm won last nuclear that, war. I'm kind of with that. I'm kind of with that. Depends who drops it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we, we dropped nukes, it, dog. and then everything worked out great. Nuclear war's been great for us. So I was you know what I'm saying? like for As like for us, fat, crazy. Like, that yeah. shut everybody down. I don't know how the war, I don't know how the war was going. You've been on both yeah. sides of nuclear I, I war. Have, half Japanese, half a real half Japanese person here. As someone has been on both sides and yeah. literally uh, worked the, out for y'all too. Ooh. Well, hold on, let him get half, there. Half the family was locked up in concentration camps here in the U.S. And after yeah. they dropped the nuke, they probably let him out. Yeah. Uh, so no, like, look, the the Japanese Empire was not going to quit that war. They were going to fight it down to the last thing, and so that's why it seemed like it was dropped. But here's the thing: if Russia gets any off, right, like one nuke lands on U.S. soil, mm -hmm. like, what do you think happens to the stock market the next day? What do you have think happens to a couple hundred million people? All those things. <laughs> oh Opportunity. Yeah. This guy's crazy. We have too much to lose, and I think that's why we're like playing it like really slow and conservative but that's that's kind of what getting older and being mature is is you get more cautious because you have real stakes to lose mm. like if you were in your 20s you'd be doing that like jake and logan paul kind of boxing shit mm. you'd be like i got a little bit i could do this but now you're like i could do it but you're not going to right you it depends the money uh <laughs> but it completely has to be a lot higher proportionate to what yes. it used to be able to do yeah but more money is impressive to me now yeah. at an older age where i'm more successful than when i was younger yeah so that's just a function of success not age yeah but it's like my whole thing is like we have the like if california texas and new york state all have economies like equal to russia why why do we have to go all in on one hand with them yeah I guess I would just like our geopolitical posturing to be a little bit better because we do all this shit where we're like, oh, we're supporting Ukraine and we're here for Ukraine and we're posting the flags and we're doing there's all this propaganda we're putting out about how much we're there for Ukraine. And it's like we're blocking the fighter jets that Poland said that they were going to give. We're not actually giving that much support. I understand that we're like sending some troops out there, but like so far, a lot of the technology they've been using to thwart these Russian attacks has come from Turkey. Like the drones, other like anti-tank, um, I don't know what they're called, uh, bazookas or some shit? Javelins. So it's like, where are we supporting? Show me where we're supporting, besides posting shit on Twitter. Why are we so pussy to support? This, what has the Russian ruble been doing? I think that's showing support. Mm. It's causing them to economically tank. If, but they're not shooting rubles at them. What are, the two, what are the two best things Russia is good at? Making a, supposedly having a really big military and exporting oil. So natural resources. In my general. thoughts, if you're in a game against somebody else, you hit them where what you take away what they're actually good at. And if they don't got anything, Bill else, Belichick defense. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know, like, let's focus on our energy independence, decouple our economy from things that we can't produce. And that might mean like sort of upping American sort of natural gas production in the meantime. No problems with that whatsoever. Like, yeah, let's, let's do a little more fracking just to get through this. But long term, let's be energy independent. And then if we can, if the two things they do are military and oil, let's just beat them at both of those things. And so yeah. economically, they're nothing. They're, they're, they're tiny. But so far, we can't get our supposed friends and allies to create more what is it called uh i can't get this right produce more oil 
increased production of oil. What is that? What is that term? I think. Oh, in, yeah. So we the, can't get them. We they won't even pick up the phone. Yeah. Right now we have to call people who we're beefing with. We got to call Iran. We got to call Venezuela, and we go. Oh, we're so sorry. We love it if you could please increase oil production so it becomes cheaper. So it's like we can't even flex on the people who are supposed to be on our side. They're not looking out for yeah. us. So where is our power? Is I'm I'm so we didn't listen to the people that were talking about this decades ago. Mm. So it might just make sense to listen to some of those people now. Doesn't mean they will be completely right, but. It's not like we ever had a situation where we thought like, hey, we're on great terms with the Middle East and great terms with Russia. Let's keep making our economy tied to them. Mm. We could have avoided this, but we didn't. And we so focus on our own little infighting and pettiness. And then on the, the left, we get so tied up in the symbolic nature of environmentalism that we lose the bigger picture. But the part that I think where the left and right can really come together is <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know I, I'm really curious to see how the Ford electric truck does right yeah because like big trucks are like the kind of be a go to vehicle for conservative people and electric vehicles are kind of like this hallmark that shows that we're progressing away from this thing so it's like the Ford 150 like electric truck if that does well like. Kind of like, can't we all be happy? And then maybe we do a little bit of like more fracking, but we also do some nuclear plants and a yeah. lot of solar and all that. And this just is move working, away from yeah. all of this. This is working out perfect for electric truck or car companies because now there was this like, if, if you had an electric car, there's this like a sentiment that um, it's pussy a little bit. It, it's pussy. I, I don't want to say yeah, anti-American, but the Prius had but, a it had like a political agenda with it. Yeah, it, go it, on it that. wasn't electric, but like. Or it wasn't purely electric, I guess. But like Hybrid. when when you saw someone driving it's a like Prius, a liberal car, it's a it liberal had machine. an identity attached to it. Yes, You're, you listen to NPR. Yes, like you live in a city. You're conscious about the environment and intruding on others. Very collectivist. Now having an electric car is a conservative virtue because you're taking money yeah. out of the Russian war effort. Well, it could be. I don't potentially think it is, yeah. and, and potential, but it could be marketed as such. Mm -hmm. You go, hey, you want to hurt Russia? Don't drive that V8. And use all that Russian oil and fill up your, your car, your truck every single day with that Russian oil and support the oppression of the Ukrainian people. Get an electric car. Mm. Yeah. I and, mean, and we could even go farther and say, like, which is a very economically for individual finance conservative point of view, where it's like you should own your own energy source. Put some solar panels on your house. Put that into your mortgage. Suddenly, your, the, your mor the interest on your mortgage rate is tax deductible. You can basically own your own gas station, fuel up your own car, mm. and turn what was and, and increase the value of your home. All one point. Like that sounds like super kind of like prepper, financially conservative, save your money, spend responsibly, take control of your own sort of uh, things or produce your own things that you need. All of that seems like it could be this real kind of middle of the road position that all the sides here want that also sort of make the country a little bit stronger. Mm. And it doesn't actually hurt the oil manufacturers here because we're just going to shift our reliance to them 100%. Yeah. So it's going to increase the amount that they make. Right. And then we subsidize the rest of it with eco-friendly options. Yeah. Like... We, we, we also kind of saw in during the pandemic, too, where we, we realized we are a little bit too dependent on manufacturing for like uh, masks and all this like kind of personal protection equipment. Mm. And so a lot of that's sort of been coming a little bit back slowly and surely to the U.S. We're also mm. seeing with like supply chain uh, and I'm seeing this in my business is that it used to be all like the components for the home. More of them were manufactured in China or Vietnam. 
with the sort of supply chain problems, everything takes longer to get here. To order windows that are manufactured over there is taking like five or six months. Mm. So it's making manufacturing in the U.S. more viable. So during the pandemic, me and my partners kind of invested in more U.S. manufacturing things. And it's really kind of an exciting thing. I think that's the silver lining to all of these things is it really exposes where our weaknesses. Like when you lose at something, you, you see where you're weak. Mm. And then you can kind of play against that and start building up some of those strengths. So... Yeah, we it would have been nice if we would have listened to people decades ago and been a little bit more energy independent. We've always known that our politics are compromised by our need on oil. That's not new. Yeah. Like my parents' generation was talking about this. Yeah. Um, so now that it's happening over and over again, and it doesn't really seem like in any time in our future, the Middle East and Russia is going to be like more fun to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just let's just start. Now that being said, it's not all going to be solar panels and windmills. It's Two questions. One, how does China play this whole game out? I have no idea. Like, and, and I don't think anyone does. It, they're going to play it really smart, and mm. they're going to play it without the fear of pandering to a populace on social media. And I think that's their big advantage: is they can really just play the game without playing worrying about how it's going to play in public opinion mm. and that's why i don't think we give our politicians like enough credit on both sides of the aisle like mm. it's a really hard game to play where you're listening to both experts and trying to make really smart decisions but you also have to deal with a populace that's just dumb yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, have to yeah. listen to both the smartest voices in the room in terms of their advisors but they also have to pay attention to the dumbest people on social yeah. media yeah. driving public opinion yeah that is a really hard thing to do. And I don't think, I mean, none of us would want to take that job. Right. Mm -hmm. So like mm. kudos to them for just even trying to navigate that insanely difficult position. Yeah. It's the Joseph Coney thing. Yeah. Like I donated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I was like, this is the right thing to give my money. Yeah. I yeah. want the stickers. I want the t-shirt. I want people to know that Coney's got to go down. And now you have these U.S. politicians going, we're not going to send troops to the middle of where the fuck was it? What, I don't Uganda? know. Was it Uganda? I did. Actually, I, I'm sure I've gotten got a hundred times. I didn't get got by Coney. That was yeah. the one I was like, let me wait and see. Yeah. So I don't even remember where he was, but yeah. Okay. So China is basically chilling back, trying to figure out whose side they should be on based on where this goes. And then my other question, I forgot, Akash, you seem to have. Let me ask you a question. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second because I'm going to save you guys some money. This is an absolute no brainer. Okay. Uh, you know how uh, you're shopping online and there's a discount code. Uh, option. They're like, hey, if you got a discount code, put it in right now. You can save some money. And you're about to pay. You're like, man, I wish I had that discount code, but I don't have it. So you have to pay full price when some other person on that exact same site buying the exact same thing as you gets it for less. Well, that doesn't have to happen to you anymore with Honey. Okay. Honey automatically inserts all the promo codes that the internet has to offer to save you money. This is an absolute no brainer. Why wouldn't you use this every single time you're about to buy something? It literally just saves you money. Honey is what you have to use, okay? Now, Akash, have you used Honey before? I've, I've been using this for years. Look I say 25% off sneakers a couple of times off that shit. That's a beautiful thing. It's the thing. move. It's, it's the, the move. only move. And simple. And how is it used? How do you how do you operate Honey? What is the, what is the usage of it? You download the add-on, and then whenever you're about to buy something, you just click a button, 
And then Honey searches through all the, the coupons on that site, finds the best one for you, and then gives you the discount. All Done. you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, and Honey is searching for all these goddamn coupons and saving you money. Why don't we all use it like this? I do not know. Okay, and Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. Just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Now, I'd never recommend something that I personally don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash flagrant. That's joinhoney.com slash flagrant. Now, let's get back to the show. Overall, you're, you're not bothered by the U.S.'s lack of response. I think we're bothered. I know I'm bothered because it's like I feel like the U.S. is losing the number one spot to China. And the fact that these countries don't seem to give a fuck about what we think, on a small scale at least, is validating that fear in my mind. So that's where I'm like, no, we got to do something about this. Let's cut this shit off at the head. Why am I wrong? Because I'm an idiot. I don't think you're wrong. Um, but I also would look at sort of uh, look at Amazon versus Alibaba and where those kind of stocks are going. And I think that gives you a good indication of what China is doing with their economy. Before they had it sort of more opened up to Western markets. And Alibaba is roughly about the size of Amazon. Mm-hmm. They sort of slowly closing off their economy and putting more restrictive things on their their tech companies because what they see is that like Google, Facebook are way more powerful than any sort of government agency, right? Like yeah. I think we'd all agree yeah. to that. So they're like, oh, well, let's just make sure that doesn't happen. So that is hampering their economic growth, which is in the favor of our economy, but it's also still consolidating their power. So I think the thing that Putin shows is. If you consolidate power to one person, you inhibit growth. Mm -hmm. Like delegation is the thing that creates massive amounts of growth. The more you sort of delegate, the more people you have growing underneath you, growing the whole entity. Russia's economy is shrinking, not growing. Look at like the, uh, the World Bank sort of publishes GDP for all these countries. It's going down. Even before the war. Yeah. Okay as every country is going up. Mm -hmm. You said an interesting thing. You said to me, you said, Russia is what happens when you remove nerds from the capitalist system. Nerds are our best sort of defense, I think. We bring the smartest people or we incentivize the smartest people from all over the world. Look at who all the CEOs of all the tech companies are. The reason we think Indians are smart is because we bring the smartest Indians from India. Right. So that, like... We get this kind of fantasy that we want this like badass guy that does martial arts and can kick people's ass and served in the military to like run something that relates more to spreadsheets than it does to like lifting kettlebells. Yeah. Uh, Putin is not a great leader when it looks like, look at what their economy does. What do they make? Mm. Do you have a Russian smartphone or yeah. a Russian TV or a Russian They car? got the best vaccine. According to their numbers, <laughs> according to their numbers, right? Yeah, like who's fact checking? Look Russia at what they export. It, the, like the number one export is crude oil, and the number two is like refined oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. it's no electronics, no pharmaceuticals. Like yeah. wheat's up there. They export oil and gluten. Like yeah. two things that are like probably going away. So I think it's not. They also do a lot of like forestry products and stuff like that. So taking over something the size of the Ukraine, which has probably more oil, a lot of forestry, and these other kind of raw resources adds to what they're already good at <laughs> right but they're kind of losers they they got this badass reputation and they have a really scary intelligence and military operation but where are their nerds where are their productive nerds and i think that's what's kind of amazing about the u.s is that sure we can kick your ass but we say, kind of save that to protect 
and bring in like the best and brightest nerds from all over the world. And then just let, give them this awesome like economic playground and tons of money from VC, private equity and all these things to just blow up mm. their ideas. Mm. And apparently they're experiencing more brain drain now. That yeah, like, there are, like there are more Russian scholars and intellects that are all leaving given the current conflict. Like he, here's a great example of a Russian nerd, that guy Gary Kasparov, the chess player. Yeah, yeah. He's over here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's in the West now. You can play chess over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a reason he came yeah. to America. Right. Yeah. And like he's a he's uh and I don't uh endorse anything that he necessarily says or or pushes, but he has, you know, very strong opinions uh about their sort of government and particularly about Putin. But I don't think that you want to get in a fight with somebody that the only thing they have in life is fighting. Mm. And they have nothing in nothing else to now really what if they offer. take advantage of that and they keep on acquiring or invading oppressing more places in europe yeah to your point about their economic like eventually slide, you need to slap them doesn't it go back up if you just keep invading countries that are weaker even if it goes down like if these people are used to some form of misery right i think that's the, the biggest advantage they have over us is like americans and i guess uh europeans i think will start to break when they have to spend eight dollars a gallon for gas because we're not used to misery whereas i think the russian people they're just kind of used to it they're like yeah sometimes there's really tough times and a lot of people die or the ruble is worth nothing and this has happened over and over in throughout history for the russian people so if we're getting into a game of misery we will lose mm, maybe I, I don't think we lose in anything. I don't think there's any way for us to lose on sort of an economic battlefield. The only way we can lose is with sort of uh, nukes and sort of other sort of weapons of mass destruction. Mm. By lose, I mean like you have to acknowledge public sentiment, right? Right. And if the public sentiment is, I don't want anything to do with Ukraine. I don't know anything about Ukrainians. So I don't give a fuck about Vladimir Putin. We're so far away from them. They're so distant. Why are we even involved in ourselves? Why am I paying $9 a gallon for some people that don't even speak English? I can't even communicate with these folks. I think of it as like we're all in like a club and we have like our, our friends and family there too. So we have a lot to lose, right? And there's one guy kind of acting up and we think he might have a gun. Or actually we know he has a gun and he's sort of acting out and calling everybody up. Mm. What you want to do to get rid of that person is you kind of want to get everyone in the club on the same page yeah. to slowly kind of all move together to push them out. You don't want to any one person to immediately stand up and say, get the fuck out of here because then he's it might escalate it. So I think that's actually what's kind of happening. And mm. look, what, like Switzerland's like taking a position in this? Like mm -hmm. they are known for being neutral and they're yeah. sort of cutting off uh, uh, economically. So I think... I don't know. Like, I, I think the thing that we sort of taken for granted, and I grew up during the Cold War, so I remember like a little bit during uh, that kind of anxiety and fear of kind of nuclear threat overhead is we don't celebrate enough every year that like a nuke doesn't go off. Hmm. Like these things exist and one haven't one hasn't gone off in a really long time. Right. Mm. And I almost think that like globally, we need to create like more of us. We have to have like a global holiday, like once a year where it like, the whole world just says, you know what? Everyone stop. No one works today. Yeah. No nukes went off this year. That is, humans can be pretty shitty. Yeah. But, but once again, yeah, we yeah. did it. Like that's actually kind of an incredible achievement that we have these weapons of mass destruction and it's one hasn't gone off in a really long time. Yeah. So I think the more we celebrate things like that, the more that like Putin goes like if I ever hit that button, I'm the asshole that's ruining the party forever and ever and ever. Do you think he cares about that? No idea. And I find it really disingenuous when people say that they think they have an insight into how 
his mind is working. Yeah. I think what's fascinating about him is that we haven't seen consolidation of military power to like one individual like that, that we all kind of have known of for a long time. Like he's the perfect A-side villain. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and who knows who's really in charge in North Korea. Yeah. But he's got a good haircut. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. The Putin thing is interesting. I don't know. He's the most interesting global villain we've had in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And he does fulfill, I mean, he completely fulfills the villain role. I, I just... I don't know. I think it's stupid to assume that he hasn't thought this out. You know, I think a lot of times we look at this guy as like he's this barbarian, but like, no, I think he's playing chess too. And I think he understands exactly what's going to happen. And there are people that are briefing him. How's that chess working out for him economically? Like if he's such a smart, strategic thinker, yeah, maybe he is. And it comes to sort of military. If he's potentially the I mean, richest human being in the, the world. He's the richest human being ever. It's working out pretty it's, good for him. He probably doesn't care too much about his, he doesn't have Not only is he the richest he human wins. being in the world, he has very minimal pushback in his country. So you're the richest guy ever and the people in your country do what you say. Yeah. Kind of working out. Well, if you want to like <laughs> define leadership by how much of the share the guy on top keeps for themselves while not growing the pot from everyone. We're not saying him. he's a good yeah. leader of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're yeah, saying yeah. he might've thought this through and he might not care what happens to his people. He's fine. He's insulated from all of it. And his people are kind of like Andrew said, accustomed to misery. So where does that leave us against them? The, the, cons- the massive consolidation of individual power I, I wouldn't debate that he hasn't achieved that, but it seems like he wants some sort of legacy of doing something for his country, whether it's regaining territory or whatever it is. And that's why there's because if it was just him getting the bag, he got the bag. Mm. Why does he have to put any of his legacy sort of in risk? Mm. So yeah, the expansion got, thing is weird. If you got the yeah. bag, but you didn't do well for your people, like what is your legacy going to be that you extracted value and ran your country or you ran your country into negative growth while all these other countries were succeeding. History books will not treat that kind of leadership kindly. But if and it, he's running near who's the writing end. the yeah, books. And if in his, his mind, country, if, he writes the books. If in his mind, the legacy is, I just want to expand back to the USSR size or whatever it is, the more territory he acquires, the closer he got to leaving the legacy he wanted. Yeah. Hmm. So does he care what history books will say about him if, if in his mind he left the legacy he wanted to leave? Well... Let's say like he he's what he's like 69, 70-ish. 70 years old. So you. if if he didn't do this Ukraine thing and just like played it out, maintained his massive bag, like, and then eventually sort of dies or succeeds, uh, passes power off to someone else, all he's done is like shepherd a decline of what was once a global economic superpower. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's legacy. Is no championships, just slow decline under your watch yeah. mm-hmm. that is kind of unavoidable as a as a legacy so now cool. i think he has to do something on this sort of nationalistic standpoint near the end of his kind of uh to prove regime. that he achieved something outside of the demise yeah. what, of Russia. what has he done what has he built okay uh separate uh i mean not two separate conversation but these oligarchs and the way that like the oligarchs have been punished globally do you think it's fair? I mean, like Roman Abramovich, right? The guy who owns Chelsea, he's a very famous oligarch. Um, 
I don't know. You, there's all these sanctions being put on him. He can't sell his team. If he is going to sell a team, he has to go through the United uh, Kingdom and they have to approve of it. The team can't, I guess, even profit right now. There's all these like weird rules that are been put on. They have like limited amount of money that they can spend on even travel, etc. Like can't they can't sell even tickets. sell jerseys, only season, tickets. Yeah. yeah, only season ticket holders can come to games. They yeah. can't basically make any additional new money. It, it feels to me like they are that these sanctions are 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 happening to these Russian oligarchs in hopes that the oligarchs will put pressure on Putin. I mean, I, I don't think what's his, I don't think uh, Abramovich has lived in Russia in years, decades, maybe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, this is like what people going after sponsors to try to get to the person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's people look for the leverage points they have. Is it fair? Probably not on the sort of individual standpoint, but is it reasonable versus like our other options? Probably. So basically, what are they doing? These are like the only people who we assume have access to uh, Putin. Yeah. So they're trying to... Not even access to influence over, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, I mean, I guess if you dig on any sports owner, they probably got some money doing some fucked up things. That's yeah. probably how you get that rich. Every billionaire. But yeah, but if you got a problem with Russia and the way he capitalized was buying you know the all these properties or these oil companies for pennies on the dollar when the ussr fell then it's like all right well you're tied to this guy that's how you got your power yeah so i'm gonna go after you if i'm going after him well you're not tied to him that's the thing it's not like he even gave he even made them oligarchs he came after that so if he made all these people oligarchs i'd be like okay well putin put all these people in positions of power they put him in power yeah the oligarchs yeah. place putin in there yeah so it's like you're punishing putin by punishing the oligarchy it, it weirdly seems unfair to my me. my understanding is they remain close is that wrong well they have to right so if you if you're thinking if he still has like he got putin elected and then putin helped him with his next uh, acquisition of a big company gave him tax breaks all this stuff it seems like you two are still tied closely together I don't know about the other. They're 100 percent but... tied closely together, and they're using it to influence. I guess what, I, what I'm saying is like it's not like Putin put these people in power. They were already billionaires. They were mm -hmm. already oligarchs before Putin's even in power. Right. Putin does this fuck shit, and now you're taking out it out on the people that are closest to him. Right. I don't know. It's weird. It weirdly seems like it weirdly seems unfair. I think the lesson is if you look at like how tied in like London's like economy is to sort of like Russian oligarch money, it's kind of scary so i i think that's kind of the lesson that i take from this is be careful with who you get into business with i think i i got approached on a couple of nft projects thought about it and then kind of was uh, you know it's like you can definitely sort of grab the bag but it yeah. ties you into that forever yeah and i think the more and more when we compromise uh ideology for sort of economic gain mm. there's always the price to to bear and so it's like those guys made some compromised decisions. And is it fair? No. But are they responsible for those decisions and the affiliations that they have? Yeah. Is and it now, a compromised decision? It depends on who you ask. Like, uh, I think it's a compromised decision to maintain the power. But like buying a oil business from the government, a pennies on the dollar, I don't think that there's anything compromising about that. Anybody would do that. Right. But you also knew that this was part of the, the risk that eventually could come due. Like this wasn't unforeseeable. Didn't think mean it was likely or you didn't know when. But if you get a pit bull and it bites somebody, like you were hoping not. You were trying to train against it. So you were planning against it. Right. But it doesn't mean you're not responsible for the decision that you ultimately took on. Meaning them putting Putin in power. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
But also, yeah. it's an economic war, right? Like, I don't know if you can necessarily search for fairness in an economic war. That's true. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second because, listen, there's nothing worse than being baked out of your mind when you didn't plan on it and you need to do shit. And that's why diet smoke exists, okay? When you need the perfect medium high, you got a nice little buzz, you're moving, you're grooving, but you're not so blasted that you can't get anything done. Diet Smoke has delicious Delta 8 THC gummies. Now, what exactly is Delta 8? Delta 8 is simply a slightly less potent THC. The THC that you're probably most familiar with is Delta 9. And while both are natural to the cannabis plant, Diet Smoke extracts their Delta 8 from hemp. Ah, I think we have a loophole. Diet Smoke is legal in most states because of this, and it's non-prescription. Now, you're probably asking yourself, does Diet Smoke really get you high? Yes. Of course it does. The high that you get from uh, Diet Smoke is absolutely beautiful. Okay? Not too much, but then again, not nothing. Sometimes we need a little buzz to get through the day. So... It's somewhere between the chillness of CBD and that classic stone feeling you get with the regular weed. What you're going to do is if you mess with Diet Smoke, you're going to get these gummies, and each gummy is infused with 10 milligrams of Delta-8 THC. It is derived from the American-grown hemp that you know and love. Oh, and did I mention it's legal? So when CBD isn't enough and traditional THC is too much, enjoy the perfect medium buzz of Diet Smoke. Go to dietsmoke.com and use the promo code FLAGRANT for 20% off your order. That's dietsmoke.com, promo code FLAGRANT for 20% off. Diet Smoke's Delta 8 THC gummies are not for use or sale. To people under the age of 21, please use responsibly. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you as a sports fan, it's weirdly kind of justice if you are a fan of like the poor team because it seems like all soccer is is the Richest team wins all the championships. And I think I read Chelsea hadn't won a championship in almost 50 years. Mm -hmm. Then this guy shows up, puts $2 billion into the team, and they won five cents since yeah. 2003. So as like a team, if you root for like a poverty franchise, you're looking at them like, you know what? Fuck you. Now you know what it's like <laughs> for the teams who don't have billionaires who got their money through these means. And yeah. I know they're not the only ones. All yeah. the good teams are like that. But yeah. at least one team went down. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just feel like it's... Uh... I mean, I don't know why I even care about like billionaires. Like they're going to figure it out. They're going to be fine. In conflict yeah. with each other. No, it's it's it's. I'm not even trying to be contrarian. I just think it's like undeserved. It's like it's the same reason why I don't want people shitting on like the Russian people. It's like they don't want to be part of this. Mm -hmm. They want nothing to do with this. Right, right, right. Like okay, when enough, I found yeah. out like Tchaikovsky was going to be removed from this uh, this like um, opera or whatever. And where was it? A Wales or something yeah. like that. And I'm just like, what the fuck did Tchaikovsky have to do with any of this? Yeah, but like, Tchaikovsky didn't get Putin put in power. You know what I mean? If this guy was one of the guys that got Putin put in power and is still tied to him, right. I'm with you on Tchaikovsky. Right. I, I understand more why Abramovich is going to get punished. To be fair, they thought that they could... Uh, I'm just really interested in this part of like uh, history, but like they thought that they could control yeah. Putin. And then they, they were wrong. His pit bull analogy works yeah, perfectly. Yeah. The, the symbolic stuff is stupid, right? Like, oh, we're not using Russian composers in the symphony. Yeah. yeah. Like, we all agree that's like, that's dumb. Yeah. Performative. The, right. They took out Poutine because it sounded like Putin. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the French, well, not even French, the Quebecois, yeah. like the fries with like the cheese and gravy on it. They're not right. calling it Poutine anymore because it sounds too much like Putin. But we all what think. What the fuck is that doing? That money is ultimately the thing that drives everything right. in the world. So I think fighting an economic war is just like, kind of getting right to the point of what we all kind of think is controlling things anyways. You're mm -hmm. saying modern warfare is basically just, it should be fought economically. Yeah. Hmm. But it's like bombing a country. Like, we bombed Japan. What did any of those people in Nagasaki have to do with, you know, the World War II or whatever? 
I mean, the countries that has said that we're at war with one another. Exactly. And if the Russians, it is. And Russia's like, yo, we're at war with Ukraine and NATO. It's like, all right, anyone that's affiliated is involved in this economic But war. did Russia say that yet? Bom- bombing a country economically they gives said they're the people at war with a chance man. to rebel without being dead. That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point. It creates hardship that motivates them for making a change yeah. that's like led by the people that actually live there without being dead first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, obviously, you know, starvation and the lack of medical supplies and all those things can be a big issue. But if it doesn't mean it's perfect, there's no such thing, I think, as a surgical strike, really. Yeah. Everything has collateral damage and it's yeah. more complicated than we can imagine. And it's better that that collateral damage uh, exists within the billionaire class right. of Russian oligarchs and not just the everyday people who are barely making it right like yeah. and when we complain about oh well they're just you know we're doing this just to try to raise the stock price or this to this if we all sort of if money comes to the root of the motivations behind all the things we complain about yeah. that if we actually have like a big escalating problem let's just use money yeah okay that makes sense let's talk about mr beast i'm done with fucking russia <laughs> I'm fucking done. What happened to dropping nukes? I yeah. missed that. that was no, I still fun. want to do it. But I'm more primal when it comes to that kind of shit. It's like someone's disrespecting us. We just need to go slap someone. I, I understand. And I, I understand. think that, like, at the end of the day, that's what humans actually like understand. And I think that's where the fear for, uh, of Putin comes from. It's like punching down. Yeah, punch down. <laughs> yeah, no, but this it is works. a podcast. Punching down punching works. Down. We don't, <laughs> there's a reason why we do it. Yeah, it makes sense. Like yeah. humans react to it. The the average person who is afraid of Kim Jong-un or the average person who's afraid of Putin is literally just afraid of a guy that they think is a little crazier than them. The crazy person wins. And we used to be the crazy person. Yeah, but if some... 20 years ago, we were the crazy some person. some small comedian with a tenth of your audience like comes after you, are you punching down? I don't think that that's Russia. I think you... Yeah, and I don't fair. think... Even if that is what Russia is, the world doesn't believe that's what Russia is. Gotcha. And I think that's the difference. Yeah, the dude. world is like, oh yeah, it's just China, US, and Russia. And they're all bad. And we did that. We propped them up and we made them the bad guy in every single action movie for fucking years. We made it seem, because they had to seem like worthy bad guys, mm. in order for us to be triumphant and heroic. If we're punching down, then we're not heroes. Maybe that's why they're doing this. Maybe they saw Middle Eastern people being the new bad guys. And, and they're, they're like, like fuck, we won't back in. Yeah. forgot yeah. They steal our roles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's possible. Also, that's a way scarier movie. If you have to box a fucking Middle Eastern guy, yeah. there's no Why? way you're gonna win that, bro. Why? Why? Because he got box cutters. You got a fucking, that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, you got a fucking Dagestani in there. Like, there's uh, no fight movie with like a Khabib where uh, Americans over. win because yeah, they're Russian. Khabib's Muslim, Russian, bro. Muslim. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. like, you don't want to fight a Muslim. You know what yeah. I mean? If I'm gonna fight someone. I want to fight like a blonde hair white guy. Yeah. Put him in the ring. I don't want to. Do I mean, that. we've been kicking their ass in movies for a minute. Yeah. What do they do in their movies? Do they take us down? I don't know if they have movies. <laughs> I don't know. What do it's people in Russia question. watch? I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Beast. Um, Mr. Beast is on Rogan. And first of all, I didn't know this guy was 23 years old. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. He's so impressive. He's so impressive. Uh, if you guys don't know who Mr. Beast is, he is the number one. Yeah, you guys know. Okay, fine. <laughs> but if you didn't know, he's the number one YouTube creator in the world. I think he's got between all his accounts over 200 million followers. He did this amazing recreation of the Squid Game. Yeah. And that was probably on your radar. I think that was one of the first things, not the first things of him, but like one of the first things that really crossed over mainstream. To people he, who didn't even know YouTube, really. Exactly. Like barely were on it. You heard about if that. If you know YouTube, you're watching this on YouTube, you see Mr. Beast yeah. stuff. He does all these amazing challenges, all these incredible videos, racking up 50 million views, 100 million views. 
He he recreates Squid Game like I mean builds out the set. I think he spent four million dollars on it. It gets more views than Squid Game. Yeah, the recreation of Squid Game wow. got more views than Squid Game. Wow. It's fucking unbelievable. Two hundred twenty nine million views. Yeah. He got, goes it got on more Rogue. views than I think Netflix has subscribers. Amazing. <laughs> That's right. Netflix has like two hundred million yeah. subscribers. So he's out there. Uh, he goes on Rogan. And he has this great conversation on Rogan. I haven't finished it just yet, but he is so. First of all, likable and endearing. Incredible, man. Like, sweet. he sweet. should be president. I swear to God, that's the guy that I'm like, this kid should be a president. Really? Yes. I didn't feel that way at all. I 100% <laughs> felt that way. I literally didn't get that feeling at all. Go ahead. He literally says at one point, I didn't even know how to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, he should only be president if the entire country is just YouTube. Yeah, that's <laughs> let him be president of entertainment. I don't think but he's. I don't the want most... him negotiating like a deal with Iran. Oh, I think if he if he hyper obsessed on geopolitical politics, he'd figure the shit out. Oh, there you go. I, I agree with you yeah, in that yeah, regard. Yeah, yeah. He has ah, two okay. things that I want from a leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hyper obsession. A, a caveat. You need yeah. a good caveat for that statement. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's lead with the ridiculous yeah, and yeah. then try to justify. Hyper obsessive and se- seemingly selfless, or at least not materialistic. When he was just like. I don't understand the point of getting money to buy a bigger box and get a bigger box. I don't understand the appeal of that. It's so dumb to me. Mm-hmm. Me, I want the bigger box. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know I shouldn't be president. Well, you haven't gotten robbed yet. He got robbed, and then he and was then like, he that's was the like, only I reason I moved. I this stuff. And that's what the robbers also felt. You didn't need it. <laughs> no, no, he said, he said that's the only reason he moved into a nicer place right. is because his expensive stuff got stolen. And then he was like, well, I don't need the nicer stuff, yeah. but I don't want my software or whatever, hardware or whatever the fuck to get stolen. Yeah. So let's get a nicer place. Yes. But before that, and he reinvests everything in the company. Yes. He doesn't care about any of this shit. He's just hyper obsessed with, with YouTube, and that's it. Yes. And that's the kind of guy that I'm like, this is so impressive. He's not into all this other shit. Yes. He doesn't see... Didn't you tell me he took a three-year vow of celibacy? Yeah, I think... I think he said it on Colin Samir. He was like, yeah, I just hit up my boys and we're like, yeah, we're just not dating or having sex or going after women. We're just focused on this. When he's focused you on a thing, like that's that. all there is. Yeah, I amazing. love that. Mine was more, you know, involuntary, but <laughs> I love a person that's like, when I set a goal, that's it. There's nothing stopping me. Yeah. yeah. It made me think focused young people are always undefeated. Like you... Like... Listening to that episode, I saw such a generational gap between Rogan and him. Mm-hmm. And like Rogan was confused and he was confused. He was confused about Rogan's sort of movie references. And Rogan yeah. was kind of like confused. Wait, you bought an island? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my <laughs> and favorite that kind part. of mutual. It, one, it made me think of like how antiquated the idea of mainstream media is as a term. Uh-huh. Like these are the two biggest media figures right now. Yeah. Right. Mm. YouTube's a bigger platform than Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Podcasting is a bigger thing than than television. The Here's TV, the two yeah. titans of this industry. And even they don't have this like shared worldview about the media landscape. Yeah. yeah. But when we think about the future, I think it is people like Mr. Beast just, oh, shit. We have young people that can just figure this out on their own, be completely tied into the analytics, get data back, and just grow their audience, mm. reinvest. Like it made me very bullish on. I bought more Google stock when I heard really? that interview. Really? Yeah, it's like they, Google or YouTube already makes more money than Netflix. Yeah, and they got people like this that they don't have to risk. There's no risk to finding the next Mr. Beast. Yeah, YouTube's not paying him. Yeah. They're just allowing him. Yeah, and he's coming up, and he's a bigger star than anyone Netflix has. Yeah, they had to lose money on that stupid Leonardo DiCaprio mo- movie just so they could say we have DiCaprio on the platform. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mr. Beast is way bigger, 
and they didn't pay him anything. And he's like, not even in his prime yet. Yeah, that's What's true. What's that guy going to be doing 10 years from now? Yeah, he's only 23 years old. Yeah. I mean, you got to the part where he said every day for a year, basically from like 7 a.m. till 10 p.m., all he did was study YouTube. Didn't put out a single thing. Yeah. And he Just said studied. something interesting within that was like him and like four of his friends. Yeah. And friends and putting a quotes so i guess he's met these people on the internet and they basically were just studying youtube videos what works i think yeah. they looked at like every youtube video that got over ten thousand views and they're like why is this getting more than ten thousand? like how often are they doing angle changes like dissected every single part of the video making process to see like what was successful and i'm sure they've done that a million times over but he said something really interesting he's like you learn from your failures and let's say you fail 20 times in a year right if you have five other friends that are also creating the same yeah. stuff, they're also going to fail 20 times. Now you, and if you actually share information with one another, you failed a hundred times in that one year. You've lived five years of failures in one year. Yeah. So you're exponentially increasing your, your ability to succeed. Yeah. And it was just really cool to see him put it like that. Th think of it as generational evolution, right? So like Rogan sort of uses YouTube to help blow up his podcast. Yeah. But he's not really thinking about it. And then you're kind of watching that and you're using YouTube intentionally yeah. to grow your podcast. And then you leverage it and get the sort of show on Netflix and play around and do these other things. He's a generation younger than you. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's saying like, oh, he doesn't want to do a Netflix show. Yeah. YouTube is prestige for him. Whereas your generation is still a little bit like, and like oh, we want to use YouTube as a, as yeah. a tool, not as an end goal. Yes. Well, he's 100% yeah. all in because it's like, he sees it as the prestigious platform because that's all he watched growing up. It's all his friends watched growing up. So his motivations yeah. for both growth and endgame are yeah. all tied into one platform. So he has like one target and just like slams away just hitting that one target yeah. and is crushing it. And to, to clarify our position, I think that YouTube is the end goal. Yeah. But I recognize that people my age and around my age right. don't realize that yeah. yet. Yeah. So doing something like Netflix is like getting that kind of like blue check because it allows people around our age to go, oh, yeah, they're really doing it. It's validation for, mo for, for people. Uh, yeah, a lot of people our age who aren't trying to stay relevant. And, and if those are the rules of the game, yeah. not the rules, but yeah. if that's how people see stuff and they're hardwired almost to see it like that, you kind of have to do it in order to take them over. Now that they see that little validation from Netflix, they come to all of our YouTube stuff and they go, oh, this is awesome. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's the Netflix guy. Yeah. I love the freedom that his generation has where they see YouTube as the validator. They see yeah. a million subscribers as the validator, and they're just like, this is where it is. I don't even know what fucking channel the ABC is on or whatever. Like, this is... I mean, that was what changed it all for me. I remember my nephew say... I asked him to put the game on, and uh, he was like, what channel is on? I go, ABC. And he yeah. goes, what channel is that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> young people are undefeated when it comes to predicting culture. They're always going to get... Well, they are right. culture. Yeah. They yeah, drive they culture. Are culture. And they have unlimited time. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, when you're young, the you feel like you have so much responsibility and so much shit to do, but you're really at school from... I don't know. What is it like? Eight? When do you have to be at 8 school? 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Like eight? eight? Three. It's eight? I was Everyone about to say 10. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Eight to three, right? Yeah. You're eight to three. There's so much time in the day to just spend fucking editing, doing absolutely nothing. Like we spend it playing football outside of the, of my apartment or like playing basketball, do that kind of shit. But what if editing videos is your football? Right. What, like back in the day, editing was so fucking time consuming, dude. Yeah. Like I had Final Cut as a kid and just waiting for the videotapes to convert over. It, it was just forget it. It was so much fucking time. Now what these kids are able to do, it's unbelievable. Why would you not go all in on it? They are. And I mean, 
Yeah, I mean that's an occupation now that kids want to be. Like if you it's ask, the number like, one, right? Yeah, it's like YouTubers a thing, and it blows my mind that you guys ever had to deal with a generation where you were a YouTube comedian or that you were a YouTube performer or that yeah. you were any like YouTubers the like the antecedent for anything or the precedent for any word. Like it's just insane. Yeah, that, that was the thing that was... YouTuber is celebrity the way actor was celebrity. Like if you said I want to be an actor, celebrity yeah. was just in, intrinsically in that. YouTuber it wasn't. For these kids, YouTuber intrinsically means celebrity if you're big enough. Like you just assume, oh, big YouTuber, that's a celebrity. I really wonder how many of these celebrity actors now, like how many outside of maybe the people in Euphoria, and even them, we can only name a few of them by name. Yeah. Like actors are not common knowledge. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No. Like think about a show that we're all watching. Can we name the actors on the show outside of Zendaya? And I don't even know Zendaya's last name. And I think she's fucking brilliant. Does yeah. she have last name? She, she, just she goes by her. Zendaya. I don't oh. think she puts it out there. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> if they've crossed over to movies, movies are still a fucking thing. Tom Holland, Zendaya. You are know they them. a thing? They're movie stars. Are they a thing? I don't think Marvel movies are Marvel's a thing. A thing. Outside, I saw Batman. Batman, okay, but these are old franchises that we're bringing up, and even the new Marvel, I don't even think people are watching like that. What what movie movie that is brand new are people going out for? I mean, are they go, still going to see The Rock? Like The Rock did that thing where he's on a boat in the jungle, jungle boat. Did people go see it? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Like I know the old franchises that are grandfathered in, Fast and Furious, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, people are seeing. That's why they need to reboot because we're the ones still going to see movies and they need to appeal to us. Yeah. Jumanji, that's familiar. I'll go see that. 100%. That's why they're remaking the same shit because it needs to tap into our nostalgia. Yeah. Batman, run it back. Spider-Man, run it back. Don't yeah. give me no new fucking superheroes. These kids aren't going to go do it. Yeah. They're watching all their shit on YouTube or uh, what's it called? Netflix anyway. Right. So, so not watching movies is cool. I told you guys. Ah. I told you it was long enough. You know what I mean? I was just starting that. I just, that's why I didn't watch movies. Not that's I was it. Smart. You were ahead of the game. To the interview, how much validation did you feel for all the things you've pitched? Finally, dude. No, I don't know. I just like, I just love Mr. Beast. Yeah. Like his dedication to it and the fact that he's started in North Carolina and stays there. Stayed there. And like they have employees that are coming from LA and New York to North Carolina yeah. to just work on what he's doing. And the way that he's masterminded, like all the sets and all the production, like logistically incredible. And then like the way the data powers it is just like... Have you yeah, gotten to the, the food kitchen and all that shit? Yeah. I'm familiar with it, but not from the he has, He's a food kitchen that he puts up in cities that don't necessarily have... He says big cities, everybody gets food kitchens in the big... Yeah. Or every big city is a food kitchen. I go to cities where there's not a food kitchen necessarily, and they don't have access to it, and we feed like 200 people every two weeks, 200 families, and we give them good quality food. And then he talked about Beast Burgers and his candy bars, and he was like, I want them to be healthy. Yeah. Nobody's going to buy them, so I just make them as not shitty as possible for you but like to be 23 years old and legitimately thinking like i don't care about my personal gain beyond this youtube thing growing i just want to help as many people as possible outside of that it's just fucking it blows me away that a 23 year old is like that mm. i've never seen a kid like that yeah. in my life maturity there was so much yes. joy yeah. too yes in the thing. like it was yeah, all it was like that excitable yeah. it wasn't like i'm gonna prove everyone wrong yeah and it was it made me hopeful that it wasn't like that Michael Jordan motivation yes. where it's like, I got chip on my shoulder. I'm a dick to everybody. Have to like put my teammates down. It yeah. was the exact opposite of that. Yeah. It was like all, I have this awesome team. This person that runs the food kitchen. Yes. He's amazing. He yeah. used to get a lot of credit. And if, if he's like the biggest thing for that generation on the biggest platform, like 
It's fucking great. That's great. Mm, yeah. That's great. This is the first time there's a goat that you're like, yo, I want my kid to be like this. <laughs> yeah. On and off the platform of this. He's what we yeah. wanted child actors to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is better when we let him figure it out themselves. Yeah. And I also didn't realize he had Crohn's disease. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that he brings up. I had no idea. Like, he has this disease that, like, I don't really understand all of it, but, like, it's basically, like, an intestinal issue. Yeah. That, like, just causes you to be, like, lethargic. Like cause you to have like intestinal pain, like all this, all these things that would you would think counteract all those stuff he puts out, mm. like the amount of work and time that goes into creating this stuff. But he just pushes through and doesn't use that as like a, an adversity he's overcoming. He's like, yeah, it's just this thing I have. I just thought it was so cool. Is he the coolest like normal looking young person ever? <laughs> but he's not like like Logan's kind of like a big jacked athletic kid. He was like the f- football player at the high school. Yeah. This guy is so kind of just nondescript looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the biggest thing in media. So that's... Well, that's the thing about the biggest thing in media is so interesting to me. Because to me, he's the biggest thing on YouTube. But if you're not on YouTube, you don't even know who Mr. Beast is. Yeah. And the Squid Game thing was the first time where I think he crossed over. Where I think like traditional media was doing was having like conversations about mr beast like if you're in youtube like us you love this guy this guy's a genius my parents don't know who he is my parents know who rogan is yeah so there is a threshold that he would need to cross to become ubiquitous well i would say the threshold is if you do have a sh- uh, one version of your show that's four times bigger than the super bowl an yeah. audience that's the threshold i don't think so no what is it i think it's I think what happens is eventually the old people age out and they just die. And then his audience just becomes what media is. But what's quite interesting is that he doesn't feel like he needs to jump outside of the YouTube space. Like he's all in on the YouTube space. I'm going to create content that's great for YouTube. And I'm not going to, he could parody every big show. He could parody Euphoria. He could parody every single one and get crazy views, but he's not chasing it. And I think there's something really interesting about it. Because if you notice what happened when he did something outside the YouTube space, the Squid Game thing was the biggest thing he's ever done by far. Yeah. yeah. Right? So what does that mean? That means that people who aren't used to watching him watched. Yeah. And that was the first thing I saw. I remember being, sh- I would hear you talking about him and I assumed it was some 40 year old kind of douchey guy calls yep. himself Mr. Beast. And I saw this like adorable kid. I was like, what the fuck? This yep. is Mr. Beast? Yeah. And that's how I found out who he yeah. was. Because right. if you're not plugged into YouTube... Like, I'm out of touch. I have no problem admitting that. And our parents don't give a fuck about scrolling YouTube. Viewership is so compartmentalized that the biggest person on YouTube can be completely anonymous to people who aren't watching YouTube. That tracks. And and especially because he's creating content that isn't based on controversy. If you're creating content around controversy, then naturally, like Rogan, you're going to be picked up by the mainstream Mm -hmm. media. They're going to be reacting to your stuff. What is CNN ever going to be upset about? Him doing. What is Fox News ever going to be upset about him doing? He's not coming out here. He's not going, hey, these are my views and you should be um, uh, judged if you don't uh, feel the exact same way about this issue. He's just going, this is going to be the most watchable thing on the fucking planet this week. And it is. Yeah. Sorry, you said something. You said mainstream media and something you brought up earlier. We're the last group of people that's going to call that mainstream media. Yeah, it's dead, huh? Yeah. It's just dying. We keep calling it mainstream media, but like you said, Rogan gets more views than all the news networks. Yeah. Beast gets more views than every TV show that's ever existed. Yeah. They're mainstream media. We just have these old terms that we've latched onto. Yeah. Mainstream media is CNN. No, it's not. Yeah. Mainstream media is Rogan. Yeah. Mainstream media is HBO Max. Legacy media. Legacy media. Yeah. 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 Legacy media and modern media. Yeah. Those are the terms. Yeah. Because modern media is Mr. Beast and Rogan. 
Yeah. The, the views versus fame thing, we're going to have to eventually separate more. Because it's that. like, well, I think one of the most viewed YouTube videos for a while was the evolution of dance, which I think mm-hmm. it was a comedian. Yeah. But nobody knows the name of the guy, right? Like, <laughs> do you guys know the name of the guy? Yeah, yeah. He the literally did a funny, video yeah. that did a billion, I think it did a billion views. Yeah. yeah. But nobody knows his name. Yeah. So he might have created the most viewed comedy clip of all time. Yet he has achieved no fame out of those views. Mm. One, it wasn't marginal on his channels fame. Yeah. Those well, it's kind of like being a one-hit wonder, wonder musician, right? Right. You could have the biggest song. We don't hear about you beyond that. So whatever. Or we don't even know your name. We just know the song. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening here. Right. So what I think is interesting about Mr. Beast is like, we think of the Super Bowl as such a big event because like 50 million people or whatever watch it. He's got a lot of videos this year that did 50 million views. All of them. Yeah. That's, All of them. That's insane. Yeah. But since he's done it over and over again, he is famous. We just, again, we don't attach celebrity to YouTube. Right. Kids who grew up with YouTube do. They get it. What, that, the funny thing about being in touch is just when you're, when you're young, like I said, you're put, you are culture. You define it. So you're in it. And then as you get older, it just stops. Now younger people are defining culture. So you're just more and more out of touch as you get older and older. We're old enough that we don't think of these guys as celebrities. They do. I'm trying to figure out what the difference between the Super Bowl and a Mr. Beast video are. And why you can charge so much more money. Well, it's one is like that. focused and centralized. So like Mr. Beast gets 200 million views from around the globe, whereas the Super Bowl gets 50 million in America. And oh, granted, I thought that's a global. I mean, number. granted, you have marginal numbers, but like I, there, I think there's probably more people in India watching Mr. Beast. They than don't there have are the same the Super Bowl. They don't have the same access in India to the Super Bowl necessarily. Uh, YouTube is right. I mean, there. Granted, there's global numbers, but like the focus and concentration of it is in America. And the Super right. Bowl, you kind of need to see live. You can watch it recorded, but it doesn't feel the same. And think Stakes about the amount the of sports podcasts that then create content talking about the Super Bowl that yeah. also gets. So there's a tr- there's a greater trickle down effect. Whereas mm. ESPN doesn't host the Super Bowl but they're still probably driving 20 to 30 million views that week talking about the Super Bowl. So it's like the there's way more opportunities for parasite media to kind of latch on to the Super Bowl and create around it. Mm. Whereas a few other YouTubers will talk about Squid Games. Do you think there is a future where a parasite media shows up for a Mr. Beast video? And I'm we, shocked we that have, there's not a podcast. Yeah, we have Walking Dead podcast. They already well, have it for Rogan. Yeah, they have a podcast every, every that Rogan just that goes. Drops, it's yeah. like the Rogan re- like review, and every episode that drops the next day, there's a Rogan review, and these guys talk about the episode. I mean, if yeah. I was a young kid, then I was in the about some podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I was a young kid, then I was uh, invested a one hundred percent in Mr. Beast content. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely do reaction video every single one. You know, oh, yeah, and that would blow. So, I mean, yeah. you have the Philip DeFranco's of the world that are doing that with, like, YouTube in general and, like, culture in general, but specifically yeah. YouTube culture. Colin Smear kind of do it a little bit. Yeah, 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 a little bit. But then eventually I think you'll probably have more as they get bigger and there's more of a market for it. I think the market will answer the demand. Mm. And eventually you'll have someone whose sole focus is just reaction. But there's also, I don't know if he puts out content frequently enough to have one person subsisting on just his content. Oh, I thought he was doing it weekly. No, uh, I don't think it's weekly. I think he's no, like, he's not. And he says, I have no problem. This is also fucking great. He's like, I have no problem scrapping a video. Yeah. That separates me from everybody. I think else is no matter how much work we put into it or how much money we put into it. If it's not great, I'm out. It's mm. done. Which is fucking fired. What was that? But think how many oh, years yeah. Disney had to get to, I guess they acquired Pixar, but how fucking, in, like, that's a legacy company. This kid is 23 and he's putting millions of dollars into something. And be like, you know what? No. Mm. crazy man he impressed he he impressed me so thoroughly 
as a twenty three year old to have that head on his shoulders. Mm. I was blown away by this kid. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, no, I wonder what happens with him. Now, speaking of YouTube world, Donald Trump appeared on Nelk Boys, full send pod, ah, and then yes. it got pulled off YouTube. How many views did before it got pulled? Five mil. It was like five mil? In 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, did For misinformation. Offer them the bag <laughs> yeah. immediately? Apparently, yeah. YouTube pulled it off because Trump claimed that the election was fraudulent. Yeah. And yeah. YouTube has an anti-election, like, like they have like an election integrity policy mm. that he broke. Hmm. So that's why I got pulled off. According to YouTube. I wonder if he can use like a little bit more specific language to get away with that. Because he could say there was fraud in the election because there's fraud in every election. Yeah. He just can't say that the fraud changed the results. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Every nope. election, right? Think about yeah. it. Like every election, there's going to be some like like an old lady that writes in her yeah. husband that just passed away's vote as well. Yeah. So that technically is fraud. Yeah. It's just not enough to actually overturn an election. I'm not saying I'm right. I want you to tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. There was a lot of left-wing people who said the Trump election was kind of stolen because the only reason Trump won is Russian misinformation and Russian bots, et cetera, whatever that word is. Mm. How is that different and how is that acceptable? If you said that, would you still get pulled off? Ooh, that's a good one. That's, hey, that's good. Because if so, and this is the... I don't necessarily think free speech should always be allowed. You can't say, I'm going to kill the president and get away with it. That should be punished. Well, but I guess the only thing I would say to that is those people were influenced by information, but they still voted. And I think what Trump is saying is that there were fake votes yeah. that were sent in. And those are different things. Like okay. influencing someone into voting, it's like, yeah, you found, a, I guess, a loophole in the system. Right. But at the same like Russia can send a million videos saying how awesome a candidate is yeah. if you don't get up off your ass and go vote then right, right i think right. it's also the difference between saying the referees didn't do a good job and that team didn't win that game like trump sort of goes after the actual outcome being like this is an yeah. illegitimate outcome, he says the game was fixed the as like, opposed the to problem. the refs had a, right. yeah the refs sucked yeah okay. i mean that shit was getting taken down no matter what yeah yeah there's no question it's just wild times like that that even happens yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a president. I mean, there an was ex-president. So, have you seen any of the clips? Yeah, have you seen the clip of him talking about how he's a he's like a good DJ? Yeah, the YMCA shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what gets the people going? YMCA, <laughs> the gay national anthem. He called it the gay national anthem. <laughs> yeah, he's just the most yeah, he entertaining. Goes off on the windmills. He's like, oh, these windmills. Why are they building these windmills? What's the point of these windmills? Oh, I, I tell them all the time. They don't work. They're ugly, but these people love the windmills. <laughs> it's like there's a war happening. He's just waxing about windmills. It's amazing. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. You, you see this conversation happen all the time. It's like, are, does Russia invade Ukraine if Trump is still president? I think so. Yeah. I, I don't remember Trump having a real... I've heard he did a good job with China. Yeah, kind of check in China, but I did not hear that about Russia. Yeah. I would hear kind of the opposite. Again, who knows what side I'm hearing information from? Yeah, I mean, it's very safe it's to fun, say but... that I don't know, and I don't think any of us know. Yeah, um, and... we might find out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think until we know fully why Russia invaded and what the exact reason was. Like in five years, will we know if they would do it when Trump is president? Like yeah. if it's just if it's desperation, they're going to do it no matter who's. If in it's fear of NATO expansionism, like that was happening regardless, so yeah. it might have just happened anyway. If yeah. it was. 
like if it's these bio labs or whatever, like Russia's alleging, yeah, like that was still going on. So maybe it would have happened. Anyway. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I, we can't know until we know what the actual motivation. Is. And you have to understand like what Trump's policy would be in the area, right? So if Trump is like, "Yo, cut this NATO expansion out," then there might not be any reason. Yeah, for Putin to get get to work. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's Nelk boys have been doing a good job. Yeah been doing a really good job they're plugged in and i think they do it all without like any monetization directly from adsense on so they're just doing it for the merch business yeah interesting wow. Which is really crazy wow yeah because i think they got their monetization removed yeah because yeah. they're wild boys yeah they're wild boys <laughs> yes they are yeah that, yeah they've been doing a good job like getting really like marquee guests at the right time like they had antonio brown right in the middle of that whole scandal yes. like they keep having and they keep like using these relationships that they already have built up and working them brilliantly like getting dana white on there like i mean it's just yeah they're doing a great job now something i'm curious about how come the white house hasn't briefed us about the war in ukraine we're not important enough they've been briefing everyone else they're briefing all these tiktokers TikTok. but they haven't even maybe they know time. that we got it down Ah, that you know? we're, we're saying nuke everyone. Yeah. They're like, all right. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what we were going to tell yeah, the TikTokers. Yeah, yeah, they're keeping it up. All yeah. Right. Maybe they should call us to talk to the TikTokers. Maybe. I think Maybe. we should get on the phone with Addison Ray and be like, hey, listen, <laughs> push the button. All right. <laughs> Yo, we got to do the nuke challenge. What are we going to do? The nuke I saw challenge? that, though, like when I saw that they were like uh, briefing the TikTokers and shit like that. My my immediate reaction was like, ugh, how nice would it be to learn on this on TikTok? Like, I, I want it on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, 100%. Uh, give me I the thought it was TikTok. a great idea. Yeah. And it's kind of the only way to fight the propaganda war because you know the other side is going to put out their shit. Yeah. So you got to tell your people, hey, here's what the deal is. Get it out to how many, a billion people on TikTok? Yeah. Or or do you want us to watch Jen Psaki? On CNN at 2 p.m. <laughs> it's not happening, yo. You gotta, uh, you gotta adapt, adapt, and get. Hey, let's get the information out, how out, however it gets out. Yeah, hundred percent. Why would you say no to it? It just yeah. sounds so ridiculous. It sounds, it sounds embarrassing. Yeah. But we are embarrassing as a culture. Yeah. Culture tends to be embarrassing. There's yeah. this kid who breaks down um, like historical events, but he does them kind of sarcastically on TikTok, mm -hmm. and uh, it's great. Like I feel like I'm learning about it. Yeah. It's just like the best teacher ever. And I feel like I'm learning about this thing that happened in American history and he's breaking it down and I'm kind of like laughing at it. And I'm like, yeah, this should be all learning. It's this, Hamilton. This is what yeah. happens when America doesn't control the platform. It's uh, like back when America controlled the platform, they're like, all right, let's call up Dorsey, call up Zuckerberg and like, we'll brief them on the war in Ukraine. Uh, and now that China's running, they're like, we got to tell the content creators. Right, right. Tell them how to run it because yeah, that's that's a great the US companies we can do at the algorithmic level. Yeah. Brief this. You do it the right way. this, that. China's like, not telling their influencers how to do it. They're like, yeah, this is what they're going <laughs> to say. It's like doing brand deals versus just promoting rankings. Now yeah, we have to yeah, yeah. integrate it directly into the person speaking. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so that's how we have to influence it through the manual algorithm of the creators. <sighs> you can't just turn up the knobs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do some feelings of facts and let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, Tom Brady has officially unretired. Actually, I have an idea. Hmm. Uh, okay. We've put in enough time. Okay. Why don't we save that for an episode later in the week? Okay. Oh. Okay. I like where this is going. You know, we've been putting out, it seems, an extra episode every single week. So maybe we'll have a little discussion about this and that will be out by Thursday. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Ah. If we're even still here, if America's still around, if know. America's <laughs> still around, <laughs> we'll discuss Tom Brady's. If we comeback. have, a, if we have a country by then, we'll have yes. Say, yes. And if we don't, then there won't be a comeback. So yeah, this exactly. is perfect. <laughs> yeah. He'll awesome. stay, stay retired. That's there fine. we go, <laughs> guys. That's been an episode of Flagrant Two. Make sure you check out Ben Uyeda. 
Okay, you can check them out on YouTube, Instagram, anywhere else, Ben? Pinterest. Those are the places. Pinterest. Modern that's where builds. All, that's where right? all of the asshole army is. Gangs. <laughs> Modern builds, right? Oh, that's my boy, Mike. Oh, okay, my bad. Close <laughs> check out Mike, too. Just give everyone yeah, a shout out. But check out Mike as well. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we'll see you later this week. Peace.